This time on Kawaii Radio, we celebrate Aaron and Farfar's podcast anniversary. In celebration of this, uh, we're doing nothing. Uh, yay, but yay. We're getting cake. We look at a few gems from the back catalogue. Deep down, yeah. we all knew we were giraffes. You see, I was the giraffe all along. Neck battle! <laughs> <laughs> and the team show off their maturity. What is done to celebrate an important event? They draw an animated version of the Google logo, which they refer to as a Google Doodle. <laughs> Do we need to censor that? Oh, but it's so giggly worthy. <laughs> he said it again. <laughs> he said Doodle. Avalanche! Canada. Onita. It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii-fi. 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 Kawaii-fi Radio. And welcome, you tuned in to Kawaii-Fi Radio, the podcast we dive into the world of anime manga every fortnight. I'm Kyle and joining me are my co-hosts, Kenny, Fafa and Aaron. Hey! hey. How are you and, doing? Uh, today's a very special episode. Why? Because it's your one year anniversary <gasps> since joining the team. Is that one year anniversary? <laughs> oh my god, I have to take you out for dinner. <laughs> oh, Romantic <Hey>. candles. <laughs> Let's get some money. Let's go out yeah, and get burgers. I didn't even realise it. And then I looked at the episode cast and I went, Oh wow, it has been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, congratulations. You've Thank managed you. to we, stick we, around. We lasted a whole year. <laughs> Man, I dedicated a whole year to something. That's impressive. I, I was thinking that too. Put, put it on the resume. Yeah. yeah. Regular presenters on a, uh, <laughs> a podcast. Yeah. I remember the first show we were on together. Oh, yeah. Very nervous time for me because it was the first time I actually did something like this. I was like, oh, yeah. now look at me go. Yeah. Can't <laughs> you're, shut up. You're relaxed. You're good for it. It's good time. Been on a few YouTube yeah. panels. Everyone yeah, starts somewhere. Changed. Everyone's a newbie at one point. Now, in celebration of this, uh, we're doing nothing. Um, yay! But yay. we're getting cake. I actually, and that's I, all I today. Where's our cake? Oh, oh. oh look, I, I haven't got any cake, but could I placate you with a nice bottle of sake for the next time we have a team meeting to drink together? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I know. Uh, I will get you some amazing sodas of okay, some form. Okay, cool. Yeah. Soda. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because you are not a drinker. However, I do have the perfect sound effect for this. <laughs> Where's the horrifying slow motion one? Oh, I don't have the horrifying slow motion version of that. Congratulations! It does. It was terrifying. It does keep going. Um. It's, it's good that I've come back for the one year anniversary show. I've been away for about a month, and I come back into the studio, and it smells like Link's body detergent. Detergent. De- body, uh, body body spray. So, for yeah. the American friends, that's Axe. If you need to Axe, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, that, is that what's known as? Yeah. So yeah. in Australia, it's Links, and in New Zealand, it's Links. In America, it's Axe. Body spray. I think in the U- I can't remember from when I was in the UK if it's Axe. I have no idea. Never. Or if they don't have an equivalent, but it's the same company. In so Germany, it is Armand Schniffen. No, it's no, not. It I have not. nothing to back that. <laughs> um, Sorry, I got why... into an argument on uh, the internet oh. with a German saying that their toilets are supposed why to be called Puppenfarten. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> saying the toilets were called Puppenfarten. Yes. Oh, my they God. kept telling me I was wrong, and I kept telling them they were you wrong. You are wrong. It's 
<laughs> okay. Well, let's put sensor bars on Now this. with the, uh, the the potty mouth done out of <laughs> the way, let's actually literally. talk. <laughs> literally. Um, let's talk about something that and most people would have noticed. The Olympics, they have started <gasps> they in Tokyo. Have. Now, let's. Oh, yeah. we, we, we like to stay positive on this podcast. Okay. So let's, we, we know there are problems. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of issues in the world right now. But yes. let's talk about some of the good things that are connected with it at the moment. Such as the Olympics blasting Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Mm -hmm. Everyone was talking about that online. It was great. It's amazing. So for the opening ceremony now, it was a bit of a subdued affair. They didn't want Mm -hmm. it to be too big of a celebration because they didn't feel it was appropriate considering the state of the world. However, for whenever someone, uh, a team came out, they had all of uh, video game music from Japan playing, including Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, Neo Automata, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger um, a lot of you know big, well-known franchises. But one thing that was missing was there was no Nintendo music. Oh, interesting. And huh. we're not sure why. Um, Maybe it's a closing ceremony. Well, we make we obviously will all make lots of jokes about Nintendo copyright striking them and all. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, I was just going to say, was that on Nintendo trying to keep but, their lawyers at bay? Well, <laughs> here's the thing: Nintendo were involved in the announcement of it because Shinzo Abe, the president uh-huh. of Japan, uh, sorry, prime minister of Japan at the time, was announced at Rio, came out of a Mario warp pipe. Oh, of course <laughs> he did. So Nintendo clearly gave permission for some of it to be used. The question is, what's happened? Well, um, Chrono Trigger was a Nintendo game. Yeah, exactly, but it wasn't so. made by Nintendo. No. So they technically don't hold the rights to the music. Okay. And that, that's what um, I was discussing with a couple of people on our Discord about that. It's like, yeah, like we were all watching it along and going, ooh, I recognise this song, I recognise that song. The, the first, I'd say first two-thirds were fairly unmemorable. It's a bit sad. Yeah, it felt a bit drab. But then they had this epic drone display where they basically turned the Olympic symbol using, I think it was 1,600 drones or so in the sky. They turned it from the Olympic logo into the world and they all lit up and used their lights and all that and it was a 3D globe and they showed aerial shots of it spinning around, which was cool. Very beautiful. And then the real Japanese fun happened. Oh, no. Because they started with their pictograms. Now, pictograms are the little designs that they use for um, explaining what the sports are. Like started, the little logos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it started in the 1964 Japanese Olympics, and it became a consistent thing for them. because their logo- Really? It was yeah. them that started it? The Japanese yeah. started it. So and those, every uh, every country since has uh, done mm, their own little designs and the, copied on The idea it. being ah. is that even if the um, what, what's been shown isn't in your native language, yeah. the icon will help you know what you're watching. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So Iconic. Yeah. But Japan, obviously, it's first time it's come back since 64. They decided to take it to another level and insert Japanese game show humor into it. Ah, I see. And then basically did live. They basically had three guys. Actually, I think one of them was a lady as well. So three people in yep. suits um, that basically looked like the big ballpoint pen man. So yeah. big bobble head and then blue or white whole body suits. And they reenacted live these, um, basically, (laughs) these pictograms. And it was fantastic. It was quick. It wasn't short. There was music. And it was like traditional Japanese gag comedy. Wait, so that was in 1964. I know where you're going with this. And what episode is this? 64. Yeah. Good point. Oh, my God. We're part of the Illuminati. It's, it's a conspiracy. No, no. We're part of the Olympinati. Oh. <laughs> yeah, can't you tell by how buff we are? The Olympinati is a conspiracy. Yeah. Um, we had like a... Do you know the opening ceremony and closing ceremony is one of those things you have to watch, even if you don't love Olympic Games. You will mm. always watch those, yeah. those ceremonies. I mean, they're sort of a big sort of... Yeah. They're a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... Um, 
I held a little Olympic watch party at my house mm-hmm. yesterday, and we just all sat around and watched it. I kind of was a bit let down from because yeah. we had the previous Olympic. I mean, obviously, yes, we had Corona and stuff. <laughs> I like mean, admittedly, that. Rio's Olympics apparently that opening ceremony was a hot mess. Oh yeah, yeah. like it just things went wrong. This at least everything went right as right. far as we could see, but obviously. Because they don't want to be too jubilant, it felt quite lackluster and a bit dull. I still can remember vividly the London one because yeah. it was just a party kind of like yeah, it was just a party vibe. I party mean, vibe. it's maybe it's just national pride, but uh, the Sydney Olympics one holds a special. Place yeah, I still can yeah. remember that, and it was like twenty-one years ago. That the Strawberry Kisses great. girl. Oh, Nikki Webster. Oh yeah, yeah. She's, she was a thing there, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, th- but that's saying that. It was fun. Like, the, like know, the back half of it, like once they got to those pictograms, it started. But everything before that felt like it was very the Western orientated. Was a bit boring, actually. Oh, it was dead. It was really dull. And really to be boring. honest, they did this really tacky cover of Imagine. <gasps> and then they had Keith Urban sing it. Okay, can I just say, I'd uh, rather had Kylie Minogue probably sing that. Well, part. I was saying Jessica Mowboy. Oh, yeah. Like literally anyone, anyone else, else other than a washed up singer who's basically just on reality TV shows. I mean, now. Jessica Mowboy's on that as well. Yeah, but she's at least still releasing okay, music. Okay, uh, it's like, yeah, Keith Urban is, he's fine. He's not terrible. He's not awful. He's done nothing controversial. It's just that there is a Bunch of better options that could have been like I more quintessential Australian. For me, it would have been Kylie. Well, I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, if you think about our top artists in Australia, yeah. I mean, I know th- this is nowhere near the anime stuff, but I promise you, we are going back to something anime related. Let's get Lisa. The lyrics uh, to get the Olympics. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but like, she might be then. Honorary Australian. Oh, Lisa would be awesome. Um, but we have so there's Kylie Minogue, yeah. Jessica Malboy, Guy mm-hmm. Sebastian. All Delta have had Goodrum. Delta Goodrum. All have had. That's four people already who have had massive international careers and have toured Japan in the last five years. Yes. Why would you go with Keith Urban? <laughs> Keith Urban, who him. hasn't done an international tour in over a decade. Because he hasn't done an international tour <laughs> in over a decade. Well, he didn't, get to le- he didn't get to leave Jap- uh, Australia to do it. He did it. It's basically they had like a He's person. Did they get him yeah. on like the screen in the yeah. Olympic yeah, Stadium literally. and make him do a Zoom? No, they pre-recorded their parts. But basically, he's yeah. not wrong. It's what they did. So yeah. they pre-recorded their parts. But it just like it's <laughs> it felt like such a rubbish decision. Like, a, like the, the, everything up until that point. I mean, I understand that. Imagine does have a connection for the Japanese people because Yoko Ono was co-writing on fair. it with John Lennon, and that's fair enough. But th- everything felt like the opening ceremony was more about being polite to the rest of the world instead of showcasing they, themselves. Exactly. And while Japan is very much like that, I think it's either A, they thought it wasn't appropriate at this time and place, or the people who are in charge of it are old fogies who are completely obsessed See, with that. I would uh, rather have that whole show off your country, yeah. show off your culture, like show off your... The best parts of Japan. Yeah, we're all here because of Japan and its culture and things like that. Yeah, yeah. like give want- me Miku on lo- the opening yeah. ceremony. Holograms. <laughs> Holograms. Get Goku lighting the Olympic fire with a Kamehameha. Oh. See, yeah. and that's the thing. The only nod there was to any animation was in the start of the pictograms and on the signs that were used to carry the country's names in because they were written in the manga style. Yeah. That's it. That's and it. also that thing on uh, Google, that little game. Now, we'll come to that in the news, but that's not actually sponsored by no, the Olympics. Not. Google oh. did that themselves. Oh, what about sorry. the um, icons of each country you showed us? Yeah, that's not but not done officially by the Olympic Committee either. Oh. And that, that's what I wanted to bring up. There yeah. is anime characters who have been created based on the flags of countries around the world. Now, they were meant to have all 250 of them for the Olympics. They are nowhere near it. They're probably at about 90. Um, but we'll put a link in the episode okay, description. Okay, but granted, there's... 
that's a lot of a things to effort. draw. They've been doing it for three years. Okay. Uh, um, yeah, and that's it's it's a team of people. It's not just one person. So the fact they make them look all unique as well. That, oh yeah. Because like, if you're gonna punch out that many things. It's going to take a while and oh, yeah. to make them look unique as well. Mm-hmm. And they look really cool. And like the oh, yeah. display for them looks like a, like a pick your fighter screen from a classic fighting game. The only thing I do find frustrating is they're having stadium events still and they're having full stadiums, but they could not have 50% capacity in the Olympic one. Well, look, I mean, the, the Olympics... In, so in Japan, they're not technically having full stadium events at the moment because they're still in a sub-state of emergency. Uh, they there was the baseball the, ones at full capacity and things like that. Yeah, um, it depends where they are in Tokyo itself. Yeah. Tokyo is out of all regions still on the highest lockdown level. Uh, okay. So they had a national state of emergency and then they went to what they referred to as a quasi-state of emergency. Uh-huh. Other areas have come out of that. Tokyo has not. Oh, yeah. So that's why Tokyo had the restrictions in place. But... Yeah, um, look, thinking on the more positive side, you know, they at least at the end of it got to showcase some of their comedy and gag humour. The actual, the cauldron on top of Mount Fuji, that was just dope. Wow. Um, The uh, Olympic um, torch on top of mm. like a model Mount Fuji. They didn't actually put the thing on Fuji. And Naomi Osaka lighting the Mm. cauldron. Yes, that was great. Now, um, I didn't want to watch the Australian um, commentary. For this. So, so how did you watch it then? I turned on my VPN and I tuned into the BBC. I see. Oh. Now, this was quite a different experience. <laughs> um, firstly, they had a lot more cultural information than uh, Australian broadcasters had, or at least that they used more of it than uh, broadcasters used. So the Olympic torches, for instance, they are made of recycled metal from the Fukushima temporary housing oh. that's since been deconstructed after the Fukushima disaster. Mm. Oh. Every single person who was involved in the ceremony received a bouquet of sunflowers traditionally grown in Fukushima. The fla- uh, shape of the torch is the sakura blossom from the top, um, and I-, I think the there's some connection with Fukushima having a street there that was originally like a popular tourist destination for the Sakura Blossom as well. Oh. But I don't think that was the main reason it was chosen as a design. It's just very fitting for Japan. Um, you have a look at throughout the whole thing, there's a lot to do with honouring Fukushima in the speeches. A lot of talk about the fact that they got the nomination two years prior and then that hit mm-hmm. and they needed something for their people to look forward That's to. That's really great. Yeah. So, but I mean, the, we say that the Japanese people aren't too happy the Olympics are taking place. There were more people protesting outside the, um, the what do you call it, um, the stadium, stadium than were inside it. So that that's a bit of an awkward situation. I mean, I can them. kind of see things from that oh, point of view as well. well. Yeah. I completely see where they're coming from. I, I think, you know, it's incredibly irresponsible to be holding it. Um, and Japan, let's be honest, is not getting any money really out of this. The no, broadcast rights go straight to um, the Olympic Committee and all that. Um, in their case, at least, they can reuse all the facilities in three years' time. Which they will. Mm-hmm. Well, not just that, because uh, Tokyo and Korea, I believe, are joint hosting the World Cup football. Yeah. Hey, great. So they're both going to... Uh, Korea apparently built a replica of the main stadium for their people to train in. Just so they would know exactly what it was like. I'm like, are you kidding me? Home ground advantage. <laughs> okay, but that would be so strange, though. Imagine that you've, like, practiced at doing something in a room for ages, and then you uh, get on a plane, you go to a foreign land, everything is strange and beautiful, and then you go to do the thing you're there for, and it is exactly where you just were. <laughs> we're training, yeah. That would be so weird. Right, now, we have gone on a massive tangent, but let's be honest, the Japanese Olympics happens once every 50-something years. Yeah. Um, 
so far. Like, come on, give 50 years. Congratulations, years. Brisbane, by the way, for getting the Olympics. In yeah, Brisbane's gotten the Olympics. So, uh, is it 2034? Something like Something that. I like can't believe the like icon animal for that's going to be the bin chicken. I know. What? Yeah, oh, they're using the Australian ibis no, as the icon for the Brisbane Olympics. For those who aren't from Australia, the ibis in Australia is actually a quite filthy animal that digs through bins we to get food. We call this a bin juice drinking gronk. A bin chicken. Which is um, a huge fall from grace from its Egyptian... Yeah. <laughs> Egyptian heritage of being a holy bird. Um, but, look, we, we have well and truly digressed. I think I'll just wait the tangent time sticker over this entire segment. Um, just so, like flashes. Da, da, da. Well, that's pretty much what it does. Um, so, we need to talk about what we're actually doing this episode. And we were meant to be doing a Sundare episode. But we now have a very special guest we'd like to actually speak on that topic. So we've pushed it back until, I think, next episode when she's available, and it should be a good laugh. So instead, well, it's winter here in Australia, and uh, that means it's time for a hot pot. Yes! yes. So we're going to do an anime hot pot episode instead. We have each picked a show that we want to talk about. They are from varying times throughout anime uh, history, and uh, they're all a variety of different things. So jump in your TARDIS. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say DeLorean, yeah. yeah. When this TARDIS hits 88 miles per hour. If somehow you have enjoyed our random ranting so far, uh, hit that subscribe button. Hey. Yeah, probably do. That's why they're here. Yeah, exactly. If you've gotten this far, geez. Um, press so it jo- again. Join the Kawhi no, wait, Fike. Don't no, don't, don't press it again. You'll unsubscribe. Yeah. Um, if you've hit it once, please don't hit it again. We appreciate you Smash the it like once. button instead. And if you yeah. have um, hit it again, please press it again one more time. Just keep pressing it until uh, make it sure says you're subscribed. subscribed. Okay. <laughs> so look, if you if you are enjoying what you're hearing, consider joining the Kawaii community as well. We also are releasing monthly anime videos on our YouTube channel too. The most recent one, um, geez, what did I do it on? It was on Wonder Egg. Yes. Um, and the next one I'm doing is going to be on. Godzilla singular point Godzilla Godzilla um, which you should definitely check out on Netflix if you haven't already it is a great series fantastic animation Mm -hmm. now you can find all the links for that in the episode description below and if you do want to support the channel we have a Patreon as well but as we always say more on that later there's still plenty to talk about but first let's talk about what we've been watching I have no idea how old I am or where I came from Daddy hey guys I gotta go I just I have to know hooray I did that thing what we're watching. Not a lot, really. How about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as I'd like, actually. It's uh, uh, We've mentioned this, but this year has just been bedlam for all four of us, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I think we can say as well the same for Kira Lee, because yeah. um, uh, well, that, that, that's something we should mention. Kira Lee is going to be joining us a lot more regularly, so we've had her on twice already, but uh, that, that's, that can go in the anime news. Um <laughs> <laughs> But um, let's talk about what we have been watching the past fortnight. Now, uh, Kenny, we'll come to you last because yours is quite interesting and it's not a watch, it's a manga, which is becoming more common for this. So, I know. Aaron, yes. what have you been watching? Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. You what? what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a mouthful. So, Tsukimichi Moonlit Fantasy. Yes. What on earth is this about and is it an isekai? Uh, it's kind of an isekai. Like, the dude is the descendant of these two people who come from another world and then... He gets taken to that other world and he meets with the goddess there and she kind of poo-poos him because he's ugly. 
Oh. What the heck? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> you are too ugly. And I'm like, that is rude. He's average looking. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you are too ugly to be a hero. Goodbye. <laughs> well, basically, yeah. She's like, you can speak all of the monster languages, but you can't speak human. Oh. So she's completely isolated him from humans because she thinks he's too ugly to be a human. That's that awful. Is Which so... makes sense in episode three because. As, he, as you do with a twist? Yeah. He, he goes to the town and they're all really pretty. Oh. So it's is this the like goddess a has eugenics beauty standards. Thing? Oh god. It, well basically it's god 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 fueled eugenics. Yeah. Just don't know how many times I said god then. <laughs> good, 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 good. Um okay, so what's the actual plot? Um so he gets taken to this other world and he's trying to find out what he needs to do. So he's basically the basic plot is he's trying to find the path that his parents went down, walk that so that he can get back to Earth because the planet needs him, which is why they took him back. Hmm. Okay, so I'm assuming there's like a big disaster unfurling or something. Uh, they haven't really explicitly said yet. Okay. There's no real definition of what the problem is, just that he needs to be there. Mm, okay. Um, where can you watch it? Well, where have you been watching it? Funny? Uh, yeah, Funimation. Okay, so it'll probably yeah. be Funimation Worldwide then. Animation is good? Animation's great. Hmm. Um, there's like... They've done unique things for all the races. Like there's spider people, there's orcs, there's a dragon, there's... Is there goblins yet? <laughs> no, there's lizard people. Oh, okay. So everything that we have in slime. Got it. Are we no talking... goblins. No goblins. No goblins. Hmm. Yeah. Are we talking orcs as in sort of like the tusky green teeth people? Or are we talking the superior pork race? We're talking the superior pork yes! race. Yes! But the <laughs> orcish the women are so cute and soft <laughs> and just sweet looking. Like Aww. you meet one called Emma and she's such a darling. She teaches him how to survive in this world. Yeah. And I also have another cute Emma I know of, yes. Um, it's Studio C2C, um, which uh, I I don't actually really recognize them. I know they've done other Cyber stuff Cyber Connect 2? Um, <laughs> no. Um, they've got a lot that they've done in between and key animation for, so I don't know if this is kind of like their first sort of breakout show, maybe? So... I really want the whole end game of this to be that they topple that goddess well, and destroy is, that society. If you like slime, you'll like this because it's also got a similar thing where if he makes a contract with a great beast, it becomes humanoid. Oh, cool. Oh, Which okay. is what he does with the spider and the dragon and they become more humanoid and they fawn over him, which is kind of sweet. Okay, I know what C2C did. They've done Hitori Bocci, they've done President's Time for Battle and The Wandering Witch. I liked Wandering Witch. I didn't think much of President's Time for Battle. Yeah. Wandering Witch got really sad. It did. Yeah. It, it really uh, did. Like, so much of it had so many dark elements to it. Mm. Mm. Okay, well, look, that that's all good and well now. Um, well, Lady Farfar, hello. I've, I, I suspect I know exactly what you've been watching and I suspect it might be a little bit idly. A little bit idly? Very it, idly. I'm it, sure you love it. Does it, ha oh, does it have do. uh, the uh, acronym it's of LL at the beginning of it? Definitely does. It's Tell Helsing, us. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you got no. it. No. <laughs> Tell it, us about Love Live, latest edition. Hello, Love Live superstar. Hello. It is... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hello. Uh, so this is... Okay, so I heard you guys talking about it in the last episode and it was very mm. funny listening to you guys <laughs> trying to figure... Wait, 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 is it just like... Fate? No, it's not like actually. <laughs> is it? No, it's not. It's it's not. Have it's all in the same fate? universe, really. Except for Nijigas. Oh, the yeah. spin-off series. Spin -off the sp series yeah. So the spin-off series isn't included. It's separate. Yeah. So it basically is kind of like it's real life. If that makes sense, like that. Mm. Love Live Sunshine is, oh, you know, this Love Live universe is not actually connected. It's v complicated. Uh, essentially, Love Live Sun. Uh, the Love Live 
universe, if you will, is yeah. Love Live Cinematic Universe. The Love Lives <laughs> the Love Live Multimedia Universe yep. is essentially in its own pocket dimension where the ability to become a pop star and idol is a lot easier than it would be in real terms. Uh-huh. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to do it. <laughs> Whereas the spin-off series is set more in a grounded real world, there are more difficulty right. struggles, more realistic struggles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballet yeah. battles. With the formula of Love Live, it generally goes either the school's in trouble or there's, there's a conflict. The girls have to become a Love Live group and, you know, that's what basically is. This and their club has to get one more member or it would be shut down. Pretty much that that's the basic formula for <laughs> Love Live. Mm. Um, the spinoff is more for case of the girls becoming idols on their own merit and their own right and things like that. So it's oh. not them becoming a group. Because yeah. that's, yeah, so, so that's it's, there's it's they a difference became, there. They became idols and they end up grouping together later. Sort As of friends thing. and stuff yeah. like that. So they that, join that's... forces against a common enemy. Well, yeah, so that's like Power Rangers. And it's also got a bit more different animation style and stuff <laughs> like that as well. Mm. But yeah. yeah. Now, um, well, uh, admittedly, um, that's because it was done by a different studio yes. um, for the uh, spin off. Now, Love Live Superstar, how does it hold up so far compared to, say, uh, the last two. Okay, so with the last two series, it was based around nine girls. Mm. And, you know, they're different year levels. So they have the first years, the second years, the third years. That was the general formula. This is completely different. This is all of them are in the first year. So all starting together. Mm. Okay. And that's all. In saying that, though, two of the girls are in one side of the school, which is like the real arty performance side of the school. Ah. And then there's the general side. So there's a two. That's how they that's separate. That's how they separate it. Um, mm. But they're all first years. And it's only five girls this time, as opposed to the traditional nine-girl unit. I think I'm kind of okay with that. Lesser characters means more development. Yeah, and this is what we're kind of like, okay, with the Nijigaski or whatever, I I, I hate calling it because I don't really care about that one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's not real love live. Moving on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not terrible as that sounds. Um, This one really intrigued me because of the fact that it had the five-girl concept and it all first years. And I just watched that first episode and I was like, I'm falling in love with Love Live again. This yeah. is what I wanted from nice. a Love Live series. That's how I felt when I first watched Sunshine and how I first... I was going to say, because we were saying like after Sunshine and then the this spin-off series came up, a lot of people were disappointed and felt disconnected from yes. the franchise because they're like, if this is the direction it's going in, I'm not interested. It's, I mean, it's got its fans. It's got mm. its popularity. It, it, it's a good, like, if I didn't think of it as Love Live, I, I would enjoy yeah. it. And I kind of went back and watched it. I was like, well, okay, you know. But don't put the whole Love Live spin on it, then I will enjoy it. But this one feels it's, like... It's cool, next, Love Live. Yeah. yeah. What I love about it is it. I, I've been to these places in Tokyo. This is based in Harajuku, um, ah. um, you know, all those, that location area. And so you can you know the shot uh, the places where they go to and stuff like that. So it really feels very connected, unlike the other. So this might yeah. start up a few more of those uh, anime. Hundred percent. This will definitely when <laughs> travel is open again, we'll see a lot more Love Life fans in Harajuku and stuff like that, mm. um, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is they got a character that's from China. Yeah. Yes. So that's oh, a little bit different. I mean, yeah. It's that just don't read the comments section regarding that because oops, there are a lot of silly people being very silly about it. Yeah. Um. And I really like that character because, like, you know, the token character, like the first season, they had the one from Russia. Mm. Based, and then last one was American Italian, which was obviously. So Mario. is it just consistent mm. in Love Live oh. that you one have of the have a foreigner character in in the show? That explains I mean, why they went to Italy. That's kind yeah, of a trope, of but Mario's yeah, family, I get that. Yeah. Yes, Mario, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Mario's family was from 
Italy and America and things uh, like on that. On a quick tangent back to the Olympics, several people have said online that they're really disappointed the Super Mario theme wasn't used for Italy. <laughs> and I completely agree with them. I feel like <laughs> yeah, Italy true, might actually. have had beef with that, though. Pardon? Italy, Italy might have had beef with that, though. Yeah, they should have oh. played it for Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had it, That's yeah. an in-joke, people. <laughs> oh, dear me. They so need it- to play it for Boston. Um, <laughs> for Boston. Back to Love Live. Jeez. Yeah, definitely give this one a go. I'm really keen to see how this one progresses and stuff mm. like It will definitely go the same token two series. Yeah, and a, maybe um, a film. And a film. So it's essentially, if you've liked the first two uh, iterations of Love Live, this is more of the same. Different yeah, story take, different of course. Take. There, there's there's new stuff to enjoy, but it's still got the same soul. I do feel like there's a bit of animation change as well. Like It feels kind of like the spin-off and the original kind of... It is done by the... Uh, so there's Sunrise's main studio and Sunrise Beyond. Sunrise ah, Beyond did Gundam Build, okay. and they also did the spin-off series. This yeah. is also done by Sunrise Beyond. There we go. That's what it is. So, then, same like, unit. Yeah, but it's great. The music was really catchy. The girls seem very interesting, so I'm mm. I'm, I'm definitely in for the ride. Obviously, because oh, yeah, but I'm not gonna be like how it was with Sunshine, where I was just completely addicted. I'm watching it as just when whenever it pops up. Yeah. Or I can't wait until like you know eight small series of Love Live from now. They have the token Australian. <laughs> Look, I would not be surprised if that does come up. Uh, it's, I'd be, it's there. It's to be, be honest, there. it will probably be in the next three seasons. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised. The accent, it would be amazing. Because in the previous <laughs> series, they had the world girls. So they all had like their own typical like country mm. that they were based off. And we had one of them for Australia. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet them. So that, oh, yeah, nice. a few years ago. So that's what I mean. It's just like, I. it's a good... Back to Love Live for the fans. Mm, awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, can watch it on Funimation, Funimation yeah. I believe, worldwide as well. Um, okay. Uh, my turn, I guess. So, Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan. Oh, man. Have you ever... Ever felt like this? How strange, strange things, things happen, happen when, when you go behind the scenes of the kids' show. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, Close. Life Lessons with Uramichi Onisan is about a gentleman and his colleagues who work on a children's TV show. I However, would call him a gentleman. He's not a gentleman. They're jaded. Hey. They're jaded individuals, yes. and it's hilarious. So if you're in, uh, I, I know most of our listeners kind of are in that uh, uh, twenty-two to twenty-eight age bracket. But once you hit thirty, <laughs> you're, you'll, uh, know. You, you'll, you'll, you'll know. understand. If, if you don't already, you will know. Yeah. Um, you start getting a little jaded and a little bit of a dark sense of humour, and that's exactly what this I is. I mean, I always had that. But... I know, right? Like, there's a reason all of us have our sort of warped senses of humour and. Uh... <laughs> Why is everybody looking at me? Everyone's looking at each other awkwardly going, hey, I didn't know we all had mental health issues. (laughs) But so yeah. Am I anxious? So we're looking at like our kind of people, except they are presenting for a kids program. But basically Sesame Street or the Wiggles. uh, Wiggles or um it's it's that, but it's behind the it's I say it's behind the scenes, but what it is is clearly they're going to have to dub these characters afterwards because they're talking about high adult concepts, as in like the you know talking about taxes and you know morality and stuff like that, and the kids don't understand and they just smile and nod and just like don't worry when you're fifteen you're, when you're twice the age you are now you'll completely understand where I'm coming from. Um, what was it like <laughs> they they in the first episode he gets all the kids to cheer for something which is like bringing down the government or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're just like whoa okay. Yeah. I mean, I have heard about stuff like this mm. going on in actual TV shows. Uh, there was an Australian comedian, um, Corinne Grant, I think. Yeah. She did uh, Play School and a few other things. And she would often talk about how, like, 
you know, they'd run around the front of the stage, you know, singing along to the song they're supposed to sing. And then they'd run behind the stage and there'd be like whiskey shots set up and they'd <laughs> take one and then come back around the front. We have a um, local production being done by Squeam, uh, by Squeam West. Squeam? By, by Screen West in Squeam association West. with um, Screen Australia, which is going to be a, I think it's a six episode show about exactly this. Oh, it's great. behind the scenes of a kids TV show, but instead of it just being dark and disturbing like this, it's dark and disturbing because there's apparently a cult element to it. Oh, it's it's a, dark, it's a dark comedy. That checks out. Kids shows are cult. This sounds amazing. It does. I, uh, it's <laughs> being filmed here in Perth, and I know a couple of the people who are acting in it because it's not a big production. It's a more small one, but it's been done with you know younger or lesser known talent to help promote Australian actors. Oh man, I'm getting the details off this after we. Yeah, it's, it's I feel good. like a lot of these stories are coming up now because the people who did work in those industries when we were kids are now in production and director roles. Well, I was going to say, remember we had that show a couple of years back which was about working in retail oh, oh yes yeah and it's just like all rostered on rostered on yeah. and all the staff are just really rude to the customers who are being rude to them like, literally every character like a like good guy's place that they used to yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah basically uh, it's like a massive uh how would you describe it? Like guys? a Jamie Hi-Fi? Yeah. Well, ha- no, I was going to say, how would you describe it to someone who doesn't live in Australia? Um, it's like an electronics boutique. Yeah, so... Uh, or, mm. yeah, yeah, like, yes and no. Like, it's, it's where you go to a, buy your like kitchenwares and appliances. Oh, um, oh right, it's, it's a Radio Shack. Yeah. Right, for people oh, in the okay. US, it's they Radio Shack. In the UK, it's Argos would probably be the nearest equivalent, um, except that instead of being able to order everything from behind, you have to talk to someone to do it. God, mm. Radio Shack was like 80s. Yeah, but it's it continues in the US, I believe. Or Man. Best Buy. Best Buy, definitely. I'm not sure what the European equivalent would be. Uh, HMV, maybe, would be the nearest. You'd well, we'd yeah. have to go to Europe to find out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Fly us over to Europe and we'll tell you what it is. <laughs> in but Germany, it's called a Biden gadget. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> We're not doing this. Stop this. <laughs> Uh, um, I've probably Kenny has spent the, the German entire fans. day. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you do realize that our Patreon is German. Uh, ha- what's German for? I'm sorry. <laughs> I sorry us? No. no. Um, I'm sorry. I did German for two years. <laughs> st- Look, ah. just say it in Japanese. Sumimasen. I, I, I you can't know. pronounce that, can you? <laughs> not, not right now. Tojiko <laughs> man, we're sorry. <laughs> Kenny's been on. Um, he saw a video about the Krankenwagen. Um, where they're comparing words in different languages and they get the German and it's always quite exciting. So he's it's, uh, it's hilarious. He's, he's had a lot of fun with it. It's but very nine nine seconds in Deutsch. Um, let's uh, move on. Wo ist das Badzimmer? <laughs> well, I was going to say, do you want to tell us listeners what that was? Where's the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> you know where it is. Now let's go back. Um, life lessons were Urumichi Onisan. Um, it's definitely a, it's a good laugh. Oh, like, hands do you down. think it's going to get dubbed? Oh yeah. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm pretty actually. I, I want there to be a live action. Oh, a live action! I would imagine. be surprised if they would do that. <laughs> live action would be completely in car- in, in line with it. So. Yeah. Um, like, yep, I don't so know how they do the parts with the actual kids, but uh, it's it's definitely CG on Funimation. Kids. CG kids. <laughs> um, and there is it is one of the ones that's been kind of earmarked as a uh, show to get a dub, but I can't see. 
Mm, I don't think I don't think the dub has been officially announced, but it is on Funimation. Yeah, so that's so. that's pretty much a given then. I well, can't wait mm, to hear the translation for some of the jokes, though. Oh, I know. Like because when they he's are. trying to plant in like other words for genitals into the videos, oh. and he sets the other guy off laughing because it's their little in joke. Yeah, he's like, oh, this is my little buddy. Yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> um, okay, now let's let's go off off the screen and onto the into the pages of books. Now we need to talk about a paper cut. Oh no! Uh, well, me and Kenny went to pick up some manga, and I picked up even more of my Komi-san collection, which is—it's really gross. It's turning into a tower. It's, it's very a, lovely. Uh, it's, uh, books one through thirteen. With You're a, missing seven and eight. Seven, eight, and ten. And Whoa! I'm currently waiting on them. Okay. Uh, the problem you... <laughs> is that seven, eight, ten—it's because they're in number. <laughs> seven did oh. not eat ten. Stop it. <laughs> um, now. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> Moving right along, we when we were there, Kenny was browsing through the manga shelves, and he came across something that looked just stunning. Yeah, it's um. Here's the thing: I don't buy manga. Like a lot of the books on my shelves are just are uh, things that people have given to me. I've got as presents, secondhand kind of stuff, or art books and so on. Yeah, exactly. So this is kind of the first manga I've ever bought. You usually buy wool manga. No. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Let us actually finish this damn Back episode. To the shadow <laughs> realm with you. Uh, but so yeah, uh, kind of just saw this completely out the corner of my eye. Decided that the art inside looked great, that the uh, story on the back sounded wonderful, and the cover art was just adorable. What is it? <laughs> it's called Witch Hat Atelier. Okay, what's it about? Um, okay, so young girl, she lives out in the sticks. It's uh, like a very kind of fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And she's just a tailor. One day, though, she witnesses how magic is done. And it's basically said that magic can only be done by certain people in the world, but she figures out the secret. And so she casts a spell and something terrible happens to her home, to her family. And You're not the- talking like Full Metal Alchemist-y? Uh, not to that extent, okay. but still, yowch. Yeah, this is, t- this is bad. So the wizard who uh, she watched the spell happen from... Uh, saves her and sort of takes her away to become his apprentice in order to save her family. Okay, so it's not like they're com- they're all hope is lost. It's you know yeah. th- this is a res- uh, not a resurrection a um, redemption arc. Kind of, except she learns the big secret about magic that it isn't that certain people can do it at all. Anyone can do it. It's just that the history of the world has been so bathed in blood of just anyone being able to cast any kind of horrific magic that they have completely reversed everyone's memories of magic and made it so they think only certain people can do it. Hmm. And so she is the only person really aware of the secret and who has maintained her memories. Oh, and that's pretty cool. She's on How the... did you get all of that from one read? It's a great book. It's like a standard uh, manga so How far. is it that oh, thin? Damn. It looks so thick. It, d- it wasn't, honestly. Wow, okay. And I am definitely collecting the rest of this and... Gods, I hope this gets picked up by a studio. Um, is it a, relatively new? Or is it uh, very new from what I can tell. Um, it's kind of a weird mix between like Studio Ghibli and uh, Ancient Magus Bride. Oh. Which okay, is so this, this an has anime been Arama. being released since 2016, as it turns out. No way. Uh, it's a monthly series, though. Um, so it's a been published by Kodansha. Uh, monthly morning two magazine for sign-in audiences in Japan, and there are nine volumes. So, 
I mean, I'd love mm. it if someone like Cloverworks would pick it up and then do one great season and then uh, uh-huh. screw, it, screw it up. There's a spin. There's a spin <laughs> I'll off. Pick it up. There's a spin off. It's called Witch Hat Kitchen. I'm intrigued. Tell I, me more. I think it's a. I think it's a comedy it's a slice cook of book? life. <laughs> Does any it's of this have related. to do with the Sorting Hat? No. I uh, knew. No, the Sorting Hat's not involved. But it's Witch Hat. It's. Yeah, is it no, his no, cousin? No, no. A witch hat is in a wizard's hat. W i t c h. It's like a pointy hat. You know that someone's a wizard if they wear the pointy hat. But which witch is which? That's oh. terrible. You, Just you were hoping. No, no, no more, no more. Back to the shadow. Realm. <laughs> yeah, back to the shadow stop. realm with you. You unshackled me. Okay, so Witch Hat Atelier, I believe it is a Viz Media physical release or a Kadansha okay. USA, mm-hmm. um, and you can read it online as well, I believe. Um, so if it's worth, if you're interested, go check it out. I believe it's on Viz Media's yeah, website. There is just not enough sort of like standard kind of fantasy oh, anime out and manga out there. It's it's all isekai. Yes, yeah. it's it's mostly isekai. It's so oh, so. uh, there was this, you know, the meme about like the boss kicking like a guy out the window for making a uh, suggestion. Oh yeah, it's like we need an idea for another. Isekai. Oh, guy gets hit by a train and gets transported to world. Guy gets hit by a moped. Why can't we just write a standard kind of fantasy? He gets thrown out into Yeet. the portal. That time I got thrown out of my office and was teleported to another world. <laughs> when they actually listen to my business ideas. <laughs> Please let us know what you've been watching this fortnight or what you've been reading as well. Uh, check it over in our comments or on our Discord. We'd and like tell to know. us what to watch too. Yeah, we'd love to know what you what you could recommend that's either airing at the moment or some mangas that are out. Or you could tell us to watch something absolutely horrible and just make us suffer and wallow in misery. Except for the I'm forbidden sorry. title. I'm sorry, but if they want to do that, that's actually a tier of paper. Patreon. Yeah. So uh, if you'd like to support us, you can then make us watch something horrible and review it for you. Pay oh, us money to do things. That's the only way we're going to watch Dragon Ball Evolution. Oh, oh, mm. that's still like I think we'd have to have a few. I think <laughs> I think we're like going to have to hit a certain. I think there's going to have to be a certain threshold of patrons we need to hit to trigger that event. See, if you want us to undergo pain, start subscribing to the Patreon Tell your and mates. get working on it. Make us yeah. suffer. Um, anyway, with that, we need, to, we need to get stuck into our anime hot pot. Wi-Fi Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Mmm, delicious. delicious hot pot. Delicious tom yum hot pot. <laughs> I never had hot pot. Can we even get hot pot one day? I think oh. we should definitely do a team hot pot meeting. There's a place in Vic Park. There's, there's three. There's, oh. Three? The, the third one just now. opened. Oh, God. I only yeah. knew of two, but yeah, King Hot Pot is lovely. So, sp- sponsor us. Dragon Hot Pot to good too. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Dragon I, Sponsor hot us, pot. Dragon Pot. Now, um, for our lovely little hot pot section, uh, this time we're talking two shows. We've got uh, Kenny and Farfar's shows in the runnings. For, and we need to talk about one that goes takes us back to 2015. It was done by A1 Studios, and you can watch it on Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, and High Dive. We are talking about Gate. Thus, <laughs> the JSDF went there. Yeah, and considering we were just talking about uh, Isekais, mm-hmm. this is kind of, I think, one of the well, funner ones. I, I don't know if you'd... It's an is, is it an Isekai, if you can go back and forwards between no, the world at not. will? Or, I mean, Inuyasha. Well, I mean... Inuyasha's not an Isekai. No, it's Doesn't not. It's just considered a fantasy. Is it not? No, it's fantasy. Oh, what? Uh, I thought Isekai just meant another world. It, it does mean another world. So like, there are multiple worlds. Well, it's it's by... Okay, I'll, I'll read the synopsis. So yeah. it gives you a good idea about the, um, the story. So off-duty Japan self-defense force officer and otaku Yoji Itami is on his way to attend a doujin convention in Ginza, Tokyo. Of course he is. When a mysterious portal in the shape of a large gateway suddenly appears. 
Warriors. From this gate, supernatural creatures and warriors clad in medieval armor emerge, charging through the city, killing and destroying everything in their path. With swift actions, Yoji saves as many lives as he can, while the rest of the JSDF direct their efforts towards stopping the invasion. Three months after the attack, Yoji's been tasked with leading a special recon team as part of the JSDF task force that will be sent to the world beyond the gate, now being referred to as the Special Region. They must travel into this unknown world in order to learn more about what they are dealing with and attempt to befriend the locals in the hopes of creating a peaceful ties with the ruling empire. If they fail, they will face the consequences of participating in a, def- a devastating war that will engulf both sides of the gate. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, that's no. the uh, that whole thing about uh, like the uh, magical creatures invading their world. That's kind of resolved fairly quickly because they are like fleshy dragons and orcs wearing tin armor Look, and let- having swords and spears and stuff against people with firearms and tanks. They get smoked. But yet they seem to be on par with each other. That's the thing. Well, it's because it was more of a surprise attack. It was like the gate just appears in the middle of the city. Think of your city centre of whichever city you live in and then imagine that in in the middle of the main central road, so in our case, St. George's Terrace. Imagine it, yeah, St. Yeah. George's no, 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 Terrace. No, no, no. The cactus. Or at the cactus. <laughs> or at the cactus. Actually, that's perfect, yeah. yeah. At, uh, yeah we, um, we've got an, Forest uh, Chase. We've got an area called Forest right Chase. Right in the centre of, right of the city, opposite the train station. It's got this art piece, which everyone refers to as the cactus. It's, it's this hideous. green modern art thing. Um, or uh, Sydney, for instance. Oh, Darling right. Harbour. Darling Harbour. So say Darling Harbour. If you're in London, imagine it appeared right on uh, uh, Westminster Bridge, opposite mm-hmm. where, where the London Eye is. Big Ben is so uh, Times Square, Times New Square in New York. New York. So yeah. yeah, reaction to this would take a little bit of time, but eventually it's going to get to the point where you know your enemy is going to be facing down modern firearms. Hmm. And so in the anime, when the Japanese defense force go through the gates in their tanks and armored vehicles, and there is an enemy force waiting on the other side. Oh bugger! It they is, establish a beachhead very easily. They establish a very easy beachhead. The enemy can't even get close to them because they are completely taken aback by the modern firearm and have no concept of it. They think it's a form of magic. They do, and they're trying to then decrypt it and go, "What can we use against it?" Doesn't and it so, like- after that point, after they've like established their base, um, Itami starts being sent out to sort of scout the region, learn about the people. And at that point, they sort of established themselves in the world. They set up trade with other villagers and I stuff like it. that. Yeah. It's um the world building in this, Maybe. more than anything, is just fantastic. Yeah. You get a real feel for how the other world works and how the modern world kind of works within it. I know a lot of people did not like the series at all. I don't know why. And I don't understand because I watched it because a lot of people are like, oh, there's... There is content in there that could be questionable. Well, here's There's fan servicey stuff, yeah, of right. course. Oh, okay, first things first. It's on a 7.72. Yeah. It that's, should be more, yeah. in my opinion. It, no, no, look, I think that's about right. Yeah, I, I, I think that's about right. There is some stuff in there which is not going to please everyone. Okay. Therefore, like, you know, based on a, if everyone's voting on it, that feels like that means that a lot of people did like it. Anything yeah. in and around the 7 range is pretty reasonable as far mm. as anime goes. Like, I remember from when I tried to go through my anime list to try to find the worst manually instead of just going to the end. There's some bad stuff. There is so much in the seven range, which is just sort of like, yeah, this is... It's it's good. This is reasonable anime. Like, everything that is like eight or nine is the stuff that is, you know, blows your mind. This is your favorite anime ever. But seven is good range. Mm. So 
people have criticised this, and I, I can see where they might have a problem. with Oh, it. I can see it too. But if mm. if nothing else, this now, is one of my guilty pleasures. Yeah. So, now, one thing we do have to point out: this is not a family friendly one. Um, it is rated R, but that's due to the violence and profanity of language. It's there, there are some other questionable things, but they have not been rated high enough to be a problem. So, if you remove the violence, it would be considered a PG series. Yeah. Honestly, I'd put it on the same rating as like Sword Art Online for yeah. like violence and content. I would have actually said this is. Not as bad as Sword Art Online. Oh yeah, like I would have said Sword Art Online is much worse. Some of the Sword Art Online has um, some more difficult themes to handle. Yeah. I oh think. yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. Um, confronting look, villains. So th- this series basically follows them after they've gone into the gate. This all all what that I've mentioned has happened in the first episode. But the reason that this is such a interesting concept is that because of the agreement for, during World War, at the end of World War Two, the JSDF is technically not allowed to leave Japan. So they're allowed to be within Japanese waters to defend Japan, the Japanese Self-Defense Force. They don't have a standing army like America or anywhere else where they can send them to other countries. And so in the anime, the technicality... Don't they have that now, though? They've only recently, in the past 18 months, changed the rules on that. And even then, it's still pretty restricted. And so in the anime, it's sort of like the rule is that the uh, gateway to the other world... It's in their country, and so that counts as Japanese territory. That's why it's the special area. (laughs) Yeah. So there's two seasons of it, but it's just technically 24 episodes. They just did it as a split core, but everyone refers to it as the second season. Mm -hmm. Um, The second season just continues after that. You will see things like people fighting against uh, dragons. You will see uh, helicopters going assaulting a medieval fortress while playing Ride of the Valkyries. It is glorious. It's it's very self-aware in a good way in some places. What I like about this one is its dub is done by Sentai as yeah. well. Oh, yeah? yeah. I it's haven't a, actually seen the dub it's yet. It's a Sentai Filmworks dub, and it's really, really good. good. Like, because they pulled some funny actors as well as um, their own um, Sentai actors. That's yeah. good. I mean, it's good. And it's the first one, I think, that A1 Pictures has with the Sentai dub. So that's real. That's what I was mm. like. Really, this is interesting. Yeah, like, there's a lot of interesting people. Like David Wald does the main character. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Brittany Karboski does a lot of uh, um, funny Lalila. and yeah. um, There's Juliet Simmons. She's a Sentai. Oh yeah, cool. Oh, um, uh, who plays uh, Rory Mercury? She's Molly Secret. She is very big she's in Sentai. Very. Yeah. So she's from Akami Kill doing yep. the main character, AKB 0048, the anime. Muggy Brilliant Park. Yeah, yeah Isuzu Sento. Um, like she's um, done a lot of characters. She's one of oh, Sentai's fate. biggest dub actors. Uh, Magical Sapphire. <laughs> I think that's literally like a supporting sort of thing <laughs> mm. in Fate. Oh yeah, that's yeah. um Fate Fate Khalid. Khalid Ilya, yeah. yeah. Uh that's the wand actually. She is in Girls in Panzer. Girls <laughs> in Panzer. <laughs> a lot of them are mixed that up. That anime is battle. silly and I need to watch it again. I know, right? Um but yeah, I'm just having a look through here to see if there's any like uh Maria Holic, Ages Back, Double oh, M. That was a weird one. There's a lot here, like Supersonico, she was one of the supporting cast as well. So they got like some pretty high level voice acting talent. Sentai has that Luck, really, because like mm. they don't have the restrictions for some reason. Funny has their set actors, but yet yeah. Sentai lo- allows a lot of the crossover. So they will have a few funny actors. They'll have a few LA yeah. actors, and they'll have. I a- think it's probably a case where they signed an agreement with um, Sentai, which preceded Funimation's one, basically mm. saying that you can't sign a new agreement. Yeah. But your existing agreements, okay, we'll honor them because otherwise we'd be breaching their contract. Yeah. So you'll see like so. Moni, uh, Monica Rao and Lucy Christian doing a lot of Sentai dubs as well. I think I know them, yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, look, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, you can catch Gates on uh, oh. Anime Lab, Crunchyroll, and High Dive. I think Funimation it doesn't actually have it. No, they don't. It's because it's uh, yeah. I've, I've been catching mm. it on um, Anime Lab. Anime Lab. I yep. watch it on High Dive. Yeah. What the best thing about this show is the opening, though. That oh, opening it's is such a banger. What a great mm. opening. We'd play it, but YouTube would smite us. Yeah. We're not going to play it. That's too difficult right now. Um, because I love Rory so much in that show. <laughs> I, just... I mean, R- Rory is a character who will be problematic for some viewers. Oh, yeah. But as you know, as, as far as like storytelling goes, you're going to get a character who behaves like that if you start playing around in a fantasy setting. And right. She's about kind of like the, of uh, what's that trope? The sort of the ageless vampire lowly thing. Yeah. yeah. She is tiny and young, but in actual fact, she's 900 years old as the thing goes. And She's, she is a murderous little machine. You go to a con, you'll see her cosplayed quite often. You will. You do. The hardest part about that would probably be the axe. No, you'd be surprised. A lot of people walk around with that axe. I've seen it. Yeah. Oh. The people are selling it, actually. At like yeah, it's, uh, there's a group of three uh, sort of like female side characters from the magical world you who become really permanent characters. Yeah. But Ooh. like I said, Rory is that, if you think um, Rory, you think gay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. See, I always, I, I always think of uh, Princess Pina Colada. Ah, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> true. Yeah, so, she sort of re- represents the enemy faction, and well, she becomes she, she's embroiled. Not the, she's in not there. the enemy faction. She's she's the princess of the kingdom, but she doesn't agree with the kingdom's yeah. actions. Hmm. But she sets up a female knight brigade, and they're all named after different types of alcohol. Yeah. So there's one called <laughs> Beefeater. Uh, what was the other one? Hennessy. Hennessy, and so on. It's just, it's just great. I like. Do you suppose that's where part of the rating comes in? It's just like, <laughs> these people are named after alcohol. Think well, of the children. Actually, one of them's name's Boses, as in, like, booze. Ah. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant as in the guy who runs uh, Amazon. Ah, yeah. No, not no, not that guy. The guy that went to space. Um, the guy with the rocket <laughs> shaped like a giant... <laughs> like Leap. a giant rocket shape. Anyway, like rocket. let's move on and talk about Farfar's interesting edition. Now, this is a 2018 series by Cinema uh, Kinema Citrus. Um, and I was not expecting to be as interested in this as I am now because oh, yeah. I thought this was just an idle anime. It is not an idle anime. Absolutely not. And this is the con- so we're talking about review Starlight now. What people think is oh, it's it's idle, you know, yeah. because it's bushy road, and it is absolutely <clears throat> not. It mm. is stage. So the mm. typical Japan, you always have like the different breakaways and stuff like that. Because recently they had the DJs and stuff like that. Oh, God, oh yeah. D4 DJ. D4 yeah. DJ. To be fair, I mean, you'd see the amount of animes that are turned into stage play there. I was almost um, like, I should have expected there to be an anime yeah, about exactly. stagecraft, right? So this one is really. Interesting in the sense that it is like you, you have like this internal monologues and mm. like the the character building almost shonen x. Well, actually, it kind of is really. Mm. It's what it's shonen's, but um, it's basically these. I have to count the girls, but there's quite a, there's like about seven girls I think it is mm. who are fighting internally with each other to get the top spot. So it's uh, oh sorry, ooh, that, that I, I don't bad. know what's going on with your mic. It seems to be. Clicking it never bit. normally does that. No, it doesn't. I might have to check all the cables after this. Um, We've had the uh, desk outside honestly, of the studio never for happens. change. So. I'll read the plot because it'll just mm. it'll just make more sense. Yeah, yeah. The way I explain it, it'll be you'll be like, "What are it's you a, on it's about?" It's a battle royale for the top spot on the stage yes. to be in the limelight. Except yeah. that it's not 
violent. Well, it's violent, but it's not like blood violence. Show violence. Show, yeah, showcase. showcase. Uh, showcase they're magical fighting. girls with magical weapons singing. Ah, but they're not so. magical girls. That's the difference. Oh, but they're wearing. They have transformation sequences. They're magical girls. But their transformation sequences not is basically like Power Rangers. Here is my suit. I have put it on. Uh, no, yeah. no, like, like, that, that, that's yeah, kind of it. Oh, come on, that thing with the ribbons in the first episode. Well, yeah, that but is homage to Yathena. I'd say that's homage to Sailor Moon. Well, Sailor no. Moon's homage to Yathena too. Yeah. Homage. Homage? Homage? You're all drunk. Homage. Anyway, yeah. what okay. is Review Starlight about? Wait, wait, wait. Mm. So, if we look at this, are we reviewing a review of Review? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> Just so we're clear. So, these are, it's about the 99 class, the girls in this group, who are mm. doing this play called Review Starlight. So, it's basically how the girls want to become... It, the tragic tale of tragic two tale. goddesses drawn yes, together by the glow of the heavens. Yes, it's beautiful. Oh. Absolutely beautiful mm. when you actually watch when it comes up in a later episode. And so basically the, the idea is that they are competing against each other to get this top spot mm. of being the number one stage actress because it's a big thing. In yeah. The, in the... Well, they're part of a musical academy as well. So obviously if you do well in the academy, you're going to do well in life. So. Yeah. Yeah. You die in the academy, you die in real life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it centers around this character called Karen. Because you can't say Karen, it's not. Karen! Not Karen! Karen. Hey! Hey, Fafa. Yeah. How is it spelled? Well, it's spelled Karen. K A R E. Well, it's uh, Ijo Karen. Ijo Karen. Karen would technically be her surname. Karen? Mm, no, because no. if it's Japanese. Ijo would be go first. Karen. That's what I'm saying. That would be her surname. Karen is her first name. Oh, it's because they put it in the wrong bloody yeah. way here. Yes, the oh. final boss, the manager. It, it's, so Car- Karen's it's her my name with a K in front. I know. <laughs> but it's K-A-R-E-N, but uh, Japanese is always in uh Yeah, whereas double, our notes duplets. are in the wrong Yeah, place. so ka ru Can you have a hard R on its own in So Japanese? she's... Yeah, Karen is a Japanese name. No, no, the, uh, like, can you have... Uh, so based on Japanese um, kanji and hiragana, uh, can you have... So you've got ka, ka. which we know... Is there a? I can't remember if there's an individual R or if it's ka re n. Ka re n. Yeah, it's because it's R E. It's not R and there's then no e, N. R, yeah. It's always a, a consonant first and the yes. vowel afterwards, yeah, yeah, unless yeah. it's on its own. Yeah. So ka re n. Ka re n. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it is close to Karen, but it's more ka ren. Yeah. Doot doot. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yes. And so when she was younger, she and her uh, childhood friend Hikari um, saw this play of. The starlight, and this is what she wanted to aim for for her life. And eventually, Hikari moved away to London, came back now to mm. do the editions for the review on in Japan because she failed in London. Oh. Um, but what Hikari didn't know was that this um, this audition process was happening underground, and this is how it's very theoretical and very over the top, and, and hosted by a talking giraffe. Now, and that's what the device <laughs> of the giraffe is that we are the giraffe. So the, the audience, audience is, is the, giraffe. the giraffe. We are deciding who goes to the next kind of. Okay. Deep down, we all knew we were giraffes. You see, I was the giraffe all along. Neck we battle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I probably spoiled that. Con- but it's an important concept to know. Concept I would have just have been sitting know. there going, "Why the giraffe?" And I did that first, and then I was like, "This is incredibly weird. I am here for this." <laughs> um, and I remember just showing the boys just before. I was like, "Please just watch like is this fight, this scene, fight yeah. scene, and please watch this transformation scene because this is what will set you guys up 
to for the rest of the show. show. Yeah. And it gets darker. And then you'll see the little twists and turns because each episode is mm. based on a different part, like a different stage kind of thing to build up to like the final yeah. battle. So th- this isn't... The Nutcracker. <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say, so, th- this, so just so, to clarify for those who are trying to follow along, so the, this is not a idle anime. This is using the animation style that you might be yes. familiar with from anime yes. stuff and bushy, other Bushy Road contexts, but it's about performance stage. and stage. Yes. Uh, I guess you could say acting on stage as if... Um, I, I, it feels like a dance performance is probably the most musical. A, mu- I would say. Musical dance performance yeah. is probably do they, the uh, like do they break us into song? Yes. Okay. So oh, part okay. of their performance is. I haven't song. seen Princess Tutu. Oh, okay, it's very it's ballet musical. oriented. Yeah. Operatic, perhaps. Ooh. Right. So they it was very based on Euthena because you see like the transformation was in Euthena. Mm. The, mm-hmm. the costumes that they're using. A very Utena, yeah. yeah. Magical girls. Um, the cons- well, no, no, it's no not, not magical, magical girls. girls. I'll fight you on this. It's <laughs> not. You're going to go watch it and you're going to see it and you'll be like, I'm sorry. Where's the magic, even- Kenny? They have magical weapons. No, they don't. Yes, they, they don't. do. No, they the girl don't. fires arrows like a machine gun and, and then it starts glowing on the gem. That's light refraction. Gems do that. Revolutionary girl. Revolutionary. No, no, no. I wasn't saying that that's magical girl. I'm saying that... Uh, yeah, but I'm saying this is what it is the takeoff of because it's a very similar sort of mm. design. Very yes. dramatic. And dramatic. Dramatic. And that's the whole concept I've seen of it. so much for that old one, but I've never actually watched it. I used to have I've a poster on my door. Very good. Like, mm. But it's very dark as well. And this, uh, this is kind you of... You can watch it on uh, anime. Uh, sorry, on Amazon. Hey. Amazon have the rights for you, Tenor. Oh, I might have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also on YouTube if you've got a VPN as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello, Nord. But <laughs> sponsor us, Nord. Um, it is. One of those, it's typical Bushy Road. So it's Bushy Road Media. You're going to have the game. There is the mobile game that you can yeah. play. Yeah, of as course. Well. Yes, yes. Um, all of that. They have the stage plays with the voice actors as well. So it's a big yeah. thing. It's so a massive thing. They like, have stage plays of this, which is already stage playing. Stage plays. But basically, because it's, it's a reviewing mul- the review of review. It's reviewing <laughs> the review. Ba- basically, almost everything Bushy Road related ends up being a multimedia project, project. with multiple facets. So That's Love fair. Live, this. Um, Bushy Road's not Love Live though. No, but yeah. s- similar sort similar of things concept, like yeah. what? Which was the other one Bushy Road did? Bang Dream. That's right. Same thing where they've got oh, yeah. like a game and version DJ of for it. DJ. They have a mobile sort of interactive thing. Yeah. They'll have concerts, they'll have live shows, they'll yeah. have events and, you know, mm. things that are meant to be part of the story, a YouTube channel, like, there's a lot. DJ for DJ. I, I don't know that one either. D4DJ DJ was last uh, year. Last year. Yeah. Okay. Last year like, or last season? I think it was early, early this year. year. Early. It was first quarter this yeah. year. Jeez, we're in the third quarter. Because I was watching it Make and off. I was like, uh, it's funky. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was different. Yeah. It was definitely different. I liked the song. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough. Um, but look, th- this is definitely one worth checking out. It's on High Dive Worldwide. Yes. And uh, the it's dubbed, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, and the dub was... Pr- actually, no, that's what we watched earlier. Watched the, dub the dub was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but Because weren't they singing in Japanese? Yeah, they will never dub it in English. Though. I'm really the glad they don't. I'm pretty yeah. okay with that. I mean, a lot of lyrics from Japanese songs don't really translate into English anyway. I've Especially the pacing. I noticed mm. that with Love Live and Bushy Road, they will flat out say no mm, to good. dubbing the music in um, Jap- um, English. Only show that I have seen them attempt to do that was Zombieland Saga. There yes. is a uh, there's a YouTuber, uh, Leanne Lee, I think she's Yeah, Amanda called. Lee, yeah. Yeah, she um, seems to get a lot of flack because people say, oh, you changed the lyrics. And so uh, at one point, as an April Fool's thing a while ago, she released her just singing um, 
the opening theme to Sword Art Online, just pure from the lyrics, and yeah, it just wouldn't work. It no, didn't fit. It, and it just, and so she's will. just singing along saying, see, that's why I don't do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, now this is something that's, um, I mean, we've discussed this at length. Far, far. Yeah. Like, I do not, I flat out refuse to be same. okay with Funimation dubbing openings and endings. Mm. And it's because that means that Funimation then get the money instead of the original artist. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's, that, you know, that, that's a problem. That's rude. Yeah. Um, not only that, Funimation don't, like, not, not to rag on Funimation, but when they have done no, it, no, they haven't, rag, no, no, when they've done it, they <laughs> haven't actually hired singers. They've no, used the existing voice cast who are not trained to be singers. They're trained to be voice actors. Some it's a different them, set of skills. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some of them can sing. They're not usually the ones who end up getting to do the opening. No. no. Um, so I'd rather them leave it in the traditional format just because it imparts the feeling and how you're meant to feel about the show. Mm. Yeah, it reminds me of like the first time I watched uh, Oran High School Host Club. I was just about yeah. to say, we talked about this with Oran. Yeah, I watched and the original yeah. in Japan. You were, like... more, you were on key. They were not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the same with Peach Girl as well. I love the yeah. Peach Girl opening, but my God, they cannot sing that. It little... just sounds mm. completely off. It's like hearing... Oh, I got nothing to compare it to. It just sounds yeah. incorrect. Mm. See, I mean, I, it's I can the uncanny valley for ears. Exactly. Yeah. See, I can understand what they did for Dragon Ball Z. Oh, they Dragon just made Ball their Z, own made, song, yeah. and, and that was fair. Fine. And that's fair. That was great. So, uh, Sailor Moon strangely worked, but the lyrics for Sailor Moon and the version that is English is completely different to yeah. the version that's Japanese. Yeah, no, no, no it's very Ooh. different. The, I never even the Japanese the Japanese lyrics are nothing to do with Sailor Moon herself. It's moonlit fantasy or moonlit dream, like, moonlit dream, or yeah. something like that. Um, we talked about it a few episodes back, but it is not at all the same song. Uh-huh. So you know what else yeah. is a great one? Beyblade. Beyblade. But Digimon wasn't that good though. Yeah, Digimon's opening wasn't great. And yeah. the, then what was the song they used for the Digimon movie? Oh, the Digi Rap? Oh, oh the... no. Yeah. Wait, that is a forbidden subject. Yeah. I love Look, that song because Poke- it's so bad. See, like, the, the, I think it depends on the studio behind it. Like, If the studio knows that their plan is to release this as an international product, especially if they've got merchandise like Pokemon, Digimon, mm-hmm. and so on, mm-hmm. then they're going to prepare ahead of time and say, okay, we need to do a version that's appropriate for other languages. And that's why and they sound well. good. Mm. Yeah, for TV. Yeah. It's, it's why they sound good in other languages because they've been, when they've created it, they've done it with that in mind. Yes. Also, it means they keep the lyrics a bit more simple because they want kids to sing along to simple it. Simple and clean. Yeah. Like yeah. Utada Hikaru. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> now, th- this is why the Pokey Rap works in Japanese and English. Oh. The oh. Pokey Rap was good. Yeah. And like, but the pokey rap works in Japanese and English. You notice the English version, there are gaps between the words that are a little bit longer than normal rap would be. Mm. And that's because they've allowed enough time for every language's version, which is pretty cool when you think about it. Fluky. I dig it. Well, there yeah. was also, what was it, Hyakugo Juichi? Which one was? Uh, it was the Japanese like Pokemon marching song oh, yeah. where they named all 151 Pokemon. Mm. And it was... So bad, but so wholesome. <laughs> it is it done sounds... like at events or something, or was it no, actually done no. in the anime? It was like it was. Uh, I don't even know if it was done in the anime, but the internet took it many years ago and made a very terrible like. Th- they took the tune of it and what it sounded like, mm. and then 
they just made an animation to go with it because there's like a part where it's like drunken Yoda donuts something. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it's wow. hilarious. <laughs> anyway, let's let, let's circle back something. around from that wonderful tangent. So, if you want to check out Review Starlight, it's on High Dive Worldwide, 2018. Only 12 episodes, I believe. Yeah. There wasn't a second season. No. It kind of it finishes there, doesn't it? It does, and I think that's what I like about it. It just it. They, I mean, there's room for a movie and stuff like that, mm. and obviously the side stories in the game go for it. But the anime just does it justice, I think. It I seems to it. end where it should end. It should end, yeah. yeah okay. Well, I can appreciate it's that. It's PG rated. Check it out when you're interested. Now, we do need to stalk. Uh, we need to word. Stalk? Who are we stalking? Anime news. Kawaii Radio. Tonight on Anime Communicate. Great story. Compelling and rich. Nothing brings ratings up like a little controversy. Now. There's been a lot in a the lot anime of spicy news. Spicy stuff. Oh, I'm here for the spice. But what, spice. what's spicy? I don't know. I was just hoping there was some spice. Oh. There's actually nothing controversial to talk about the this week. The cutaway said controversy. It always does. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have no controversy this time. Well, we've got something, a couple of interesting things you might want to know about. Ah. So, firstly. Studio Ghibli, we all know them, we love them. Yay. Spirited Away is returning to cinemas right now, most parts of the world. Okay. Uh, yeah, worldwide, they're just they're just suing it to celebrate it. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's like the 20th anniversary or something, oh. which makes me feel really odd. I mean, fair enough. Um, it's a great movie to celebrate. It is. Now, that's all going good and well, but you are. I, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the Studio Ghibli Museum is not owned directly by Studio Ghibli. No. It is a sub-company, if you will, that has its own finances and requirements that it has to undergo. They're not doing good because oh. of the lockdown. Oh, they don't course. have capital coming in from the film or anything like that that you know they do they're purely based on the revenue of visitors so because of that they had to do a crowdfunding campaign the problem is it's restricted only to residents of japan to ah. do it and you have to uh, pay in yen so they um basically had to set up this uh furu sato choice crowdfunding goal of 10 million yen to cover off the fact that they just couldn't make ends meet they needed to get about ninety thousand US dollars, which is ten million yen, in, and they hit that in less than twenty four hours. Oh yes, nice. So it's it's gone. Magic it's of gone crowdfunding. Well. Way to go, Japan. So basically, because of that huge decline in revenue from ticket sales during the pandemic, they had a large deficit and couldn't obviously afford to pay their bills and maintain the museum, keep everything going. Since then, it has now gone to two hundred and fifty percent of the goal at twenty six million yen. Fantastic. So they're good. We are not going to be losing them anytime soon. It's just frustrating this wasn't an international Kickstarter mm. sort of thing or a, a crowdfunder because I can guarantee you they would get quadruple that. I'd have thrown in instantly. Same. Like, I'd, I'd happily support My that. tax return would go straight to that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but the good news is because of that, they're not going to be closing anytime soon. It is temporarily closed as well due to the state of emergency, mm, as it constantly course. has been the entire year. Um, but the good news is it's not going to be going anywhere, and they've, you know, they're, they're very, very humbled by the amount of support they've had, and that's just from the Japanese community. So Stay there, Ghibli Museum. I will be there soon. I, I will no, no, be there. Come here, Studio Ghibli Museum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know you. You haven't been to Japan. Mm. Have you guys been to Japan? Nope. Not yet. Nope. I was nope. going to. And then so we, w me and uh, Kenny both had tickets to go. Mm -hmm. And then the people we were traveling with dropped off the face of the planet and didn't pay back tickets. And it's, we just couldn't afford to go. It was a whole thing. At the time. And then I was going to go uh, 
like start of last year and then everything exploded. Yep. See, I was going to go last year as well as like a mutual celebration for mine and a friend's 30th. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, look, I mean... How's that... What a terrible the, the situation over there isn't great, but uh, it's definitely getting better. So hopefully soon that will be an option. And I've had both of my COVID jabs, so nice. I'm, I'm fully vaccinated. I'm one down. One down, one to go. I'm getting yeah. mine on my birthday, my first one. Really? Yeah. Oh, still waiting to hear back Happy from birthday mine. to me. Let's go. I think it should be opening up again in the coming weeks for the 30 plus. So, yeah. 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 Um, now, moving on to... More Olympics-based stuff. Yeah. More anime this, tea. But this is anime-based Olympic stuff. <gasps> so, many of you may be aware of what is referred to as the Google Doodles. Um, <laughs> it's a terrible act. <laughs> Do we need to censor that? No, we don't. It's oh, but f- it's so giggly worthy. <laughs> the Google Doodles are drawings <laughs> that are said, done by Google. <laughs> <laughs> that are um, done every... Well, whenever they feel like it. So it might be to celebrate a famous person's birthday. It yeah. might be to celebrate an upcoming event or I'm a sorry, historical Kyle, event. I'm sorry, What is done to celebrate an important event? They draw an animated <laughs> version of the Google logo, which they refer to as a Google Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> now, the Google Doodle that has been done for the Olympics... Is fantastic. It is great. Firstly, it's done by Studio 4 Degrees C. That is Children of the Sea, Popele of Chimney Town, Detroit Metal City, Steam Boy, which they did with Sunrise. They've got a lot of experience behind them. Um, they did some of the Berserk feature films as well. Ooh. For Americans, that'd be what, 16 Degrees F? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely not the right transition, uh, tr- uh, conversion. I remember, like, it was came out, what, I think Thursday of the... Yeah, yeah. Th- so day before the opening ceremony. Yeah, and my friend was like, <gasps> go and click on the Google logo. We were like, why? Because we were like, chatting on Discord, and she's mm. like, just go click it. I was <laughs> like, okay, I clicked it. And, like, it just popped up with this, like, amazing animation. I was like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? Like, this is great. And then it faded into... Pokemon. A game. Yes. It's a it's a pixel RPG, and um, it is in true Japanese format. Oh, the first you so go cool. and talk to um, you're, you're playing a calico cat who I think he has a name. Where is it? How long does the game go for? It's going to be going for the entire length of the Olympics, and there is an online leaderboard by country to see how well everyone's completed the tasks. Oh hey. right, <laughs> which is very cool in my opinion. Uh, the luck you play as Lucky the Calico Cat in a 16-bit world and compete in seven sport mini games to defeat the sport champions and obtain the secret scrolls. Players contribute to a real-time global leaderboard <laughs> with music composed by Kume. Um, I feel like I should know who that is, but it's pixely no. great. In my head, <laughs> it's so funny. You know who will be on top of that leaderboard, don't you? Who? South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Like, no, they will be on that 24 hours a day for the whole 17 days to get that. Well, look, gaming if, culture no, in no, South Korea. I was going to say, insane. if we're talking gaming culture, Japan, China, and South Korea are going to be battling it out oh, for the top spot. Don't in even that. bother America and um, like, America Australia. will. America will try. Like and they've got enough people to do it. Yeah, true. But um, yeah, we're we're not going to be up there. No Australia in the leaderboard. Ah, uh, it's we're a bit <laughs> too laid back for that. Sort they've of got thing. South Korea. They're, they've got it. Yeah. Oh, the internet. They've got in Japan. Not as oh, great. Japan just man. No. Did they get better now? No, they just managed to get the highest internet speed over a fiber connection in the world. Whoa. Oh wow! It's like like three hundred nineteen. Three hundred. I think it was something like that. Ridiculous. But it was. It was. It was, was multi terabit internet. <gasps> oh yeah. So I think it because was, when I was there, I can tell you now it was not that great. It's just, no, what, um, what do you do with that? 
Oh, what am what I supposed you, to do with a collection like that? You download the entire catalogue. Download it in like three seconds. No, no, not it's, it's not even that. It's like you could get. Um, so we we normally say like a movie's about five gigabytes, right? right. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a terabit connection, that is downloading. Quick math. 200 1080p uh, 1080p films in a second. So how long how would you get it like it would be like a minute? What do you no, mean? No, he like, just said you'd get so many of them in just 10 seconds. Was it 10 seconds? No, or no, one, no second? one second. One second. You could download 200 feature length 1080p films in a second on this connection. Oh, that's oh a terabit God. connection. They just hit 3 terabit. Holy and that's Terra as in T-E-R-R-O-R, because yeah. that's scary speeds. <laughs> and so long as we're talking about sort of like the averages of nations, of course it's us, the Australians, that would be talking about it in rates of uh, what movies we could download. Well, we can't, we can't <laughs> stream 4K. kilobytes a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we've... we've um, so in Australia, we've got this thing called the NBN, the National Broadband Network. It's terrible. Yeah. Which oh, is, it depends on what area you live in, though. D- d- well, no, it depends on what technology they've used that's for your area, true. which mm. is why I have tons of problems here because we've got um, there's fiber to the house, yeah. there's fiber to the premises, which is pretty much the same, yeah. and then there's fiber to the node, and then they use copper for the rest yeah. of the way. That's what I have here, and it's why it keeps going down because the copper wire is 45 years old. Mine works if I threaten the modems, modem sufficiently. I have enough. never had an issue with mine, so it's like. Yeah. Oh, you live in one of those uh, one of those no, privileged I a, places. I live in a basic suburb, but it's like I've never had yeah. a real issue with it. Well, the, the thing is Mine's as well, good. I was going to say, well, you're in the city. <laughs> you're literally in the city. You're um, in the heart, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah. look, that that aside, like, I think our top normal speed is 100 megabits a second. That's, yeah. that's 10 with megabytes yeah. a mm. second download rate. They've just announced a high speed... Um, Nyum. But basically, they, if you've got fiber to the premises, they can grab two of those cables and plug them into one slot what? and give you 250, what? which is 25. That's that's delicious. Yum. That's yeah. like Lego. That's, it is. It shouldn't work. That's cheating. Um, but look, it's it's a really cool idea. Anyway, um, aside from that, um, the Google Doodle is on there um, <laughs> <laughs> until the end of uh, the Olympics. So that'll be three weeks, which I think is... Start of August. Really. Start of August. August 9th. Yeah. Um, it's meant to run till roughly. Mm. Um, so yeah, and you get to... Ch- there's four teams you can sign up to. They're different colours. You know, red, blue, green sort of things. So what that, colour would you join? I've already joined red. Okay. Because it looked like Moltres, so I was like, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> Kenny? Uh, I don't know. Gryffindor. Blue, 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 blue. <laughs> nah, pass. <laughs> I know as well. But any, anyway. I'd sit on the sidelines and watch you all tear each other apart. But yeah, the, the, the game's included in our uh, ping pong. They oh. have uh, skateboarding as well. Uh, running, swimming, rock climbing, and rugby and archery. So there's, it's it's I'm a lot of fun, and it does, it does it does the anime style sort of thing. Like when you're doing the ping pong, if you win two rounds in a row, on the third round you can do like a power smash sort of thing. <laughs> it says you know use your power, you're like, use yeah. your limit break, exactly. Hit the button, DPS. Now on that note of limit break, there are multiple new anime projects in the works or coming. But first things we need to talk about: Fena, Pirate Princess, Yarr. the latest Crunchyroll. We talked about it a lot last uh, episode because it's meant to be part of this anime season it lands on august 14th you are going to get the crunchyroll version we'll have the subtitled version of the show and tsunami which will be airing it at the same time in the usa will get the dub Ah. unclear on when the dub transitions to digital that will be apparently revealed in the coming weeks if it's a pirate movie shouldn't it be the two navy 
Yeah, be a pirate movie. It means you gotta oh. fight it online and take it by That's force. That's the worst pirate I've ever seen. Um, now, back to the shadow realm with you, lad. That she Santi song that there's on TikTok at the moment. Oh, the really creepy one. Willowman. Willowman. Yes. There once was a ship that put to sea. The name of that ship was a Billy O.T. Oh dear. Here I am just sitting here doing the um. Soon may yo, uh, yo ho fiddly dee. <laughs> the pirate is always me. <laughs> Do what you want, cause a pirate is free. You, you are a pirate. I should have saved the sea shanty joke for this episode. You should have. <laughs> you are a sea shanty. <laughs> Well, what if they didn't watch the previous episode? What was the joke? Oh, well, there's been lots of studies into how pirates used to sing uh, back in the old days, and they finally discovered that they used to sing their shanties in the high seas. <sighs> a <sighs> musical note. Farfar's <laughs> yeah. out. She's done. Yeah, I need a drink. All right, here's the new news that we do have relating anime. Konosuba, God's blessing of this wonderful world, is getting a <gasps> new anime project. They haven't specified if it's a series. It is a series because the original agreement for when they transitioned yeah. from the previous studio to JC staff was to release a film and a series. Mm. So it's a series. Okay, <laughs> but how do we know that agreement hasn't been altered? No, it won't. It can't because right. they already made the film. It oh, fair enough. So this will be continuing the yeah, story following the right. events of um, uh, Legend of Crimson, the film. Um, which was hilarious. They went back to Megaman's Village. Um, I love that. that Megaman's so Village. <laughs> the thing is, is that we haven't had anything. So, Connor started in 2016, which is crazy to think. Oh wow. The film was 2019. Was it really? Yeah, and we got it in 20 early 2020 here because yeah. I remember you, you, me, and Coco went and saw it. Yeah, just it before great. lockdown started. Damn. So God, that like it's eighteen months ago. Since that's just going to be the way we date things these days. Before lockdown and after lockdown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We used to do <laughs> things as like B C and D and yeah B L A L now B C E and C E yeah yeah, yeah. and now it's just going to be before COVID and after COVID <laughs> yeah, during COVID yeah. Um, here's the thing as well: a mobile smartphone game oh, has debu- debuted have seen in Japan. That. Mm. Um, that came out February 2020 with an original story set in the universe. It will launch globally on iOS and Android this year, but they oh, haven't was, said when. Was that the uh, side-scroller one? The sort of like the 64-bit kind of side-scroller thingy? Like the classic Final Fantasy sort yeah. of? Yeah. I, I believe so, yeah. Awesome. I have seen so many ads for it. But here's I would love it if they did a JRPG of Konosuba. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Oh. There is one. What? There is one. No um, way. There, there are three Konosuba console-style ga- games for the PC. Mm. Um, getting the sub, uh, the English version is a pain in the butt. Yeah, that'd be the problem. But mm. um, yeah. they've got one which is kind of traditional, pixelized uh, Final Fantasy 2, 3 style. I mean, where, I understand yeah. that each country is going to have their own sort of media and stuff like that, mm. but oh, there's so much stuff that comes out in Japan that I'm just like, please, make an English version. Did you know there was... A Dragon Ball Z online game. A yeah. big MMO game. Mm. Now, it looks so good. You've actually taken me on to what we're talking next and the last item on the agenda. I beg your pardon. Oh, Dragon, the one that I shared? Dragon Ball Super, the anime oh, film, yeah. has revealed it's going to be called Dragon Ball Super Superhero. What a name. Huh. Yeah. Super Superhero. Dragon yeah. Ball Super Superhero Super Super Zayn. I thought the Super Universe finished, though. It, uh, the uh, Super Universe's anime franchise ended, but the mangas continued. Yeah. It's not done. Um, uh. They can return to it. We're just not sure how it's going to be done. Um, the series, as the name suggests, the film will have a focus on the superhero aspect. The staff at the panel, uh, which was... I'm sorry. This, this was done at Comic-Con at Home 2021. Superhero aspect? Great Saiyan Man! Oh, oh yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> where are they up to, really? Uh, for a second, I thought you said there was going to be like a crossover with My Hero Aka. Oh, that'd be cool. Oh, that'd no. be kind of cool. Goku uh, and All Might. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it includes, um, you've got Pan, who's a bit more grown up. Oh, Bread. Oh, so cute. Yep, Bread. <laughs> because, you know, they name the children after food. Um, Not all of them. That's... No, no, um, if it's in Goku's family. Oh, go- so yeah. Goku's if... family's food and Vegeta's family is underwear. Yeah. Well, Bulma's family Bulma's is underwear. Vegeta underwear. just yeah. has Vegetable. to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, new characters will appear in the film. Um, they are going to be doing Hang a... On, pause, he's getting confused here. Think no, no, about I, it. I had a terrible idea, but I don't think it's something we can say outside of the Patreon. Okay. No, that's good. Keep it that way. Um, so it'll be the 21st anime film in the Dragon Ball franchise. Whoa. It turns 21. Have a drink. Yeah, drink. <laughs> <laughs> film is scheduled to premiere in 2022. Release schedule is going to depend on country and region at this point, um, but uh, Japan first and then everywhere else oh, after, of course. as normal. Yeah. Of course. Um, I believe... I believe this will be going to cinemas. It will not be digital. Um, it'd be very unusual for Dragon Ball films to go digital first. Mind you, though, would De- late, would it does depend. Yeah, uh, it'll depend on who wants to take it on. If it was Netflix, they'll pay them prop. Well, actually, that's debatable. Um, but mo- most of um, most of the Dragon Ball movies are on Netflix at the moment. They are, mm-hmm. yes. but um, based on the recent uh, thing we saw around um, Godzilla. Uh, the film, uh, so Godzilla vs. Kong, Netflix wanted to release it on behalf of Warner Brothers and wanted to try to strike up a deal with them. Uh, they offer what they offered was less than the production value of the film. Oh, damn. Therefore, no, it's not worth doing it. It's mm. better to take it to the cinema. Mm. Um, and that sounds like that's kind of becoming a thing. Like if it's not produced in house at Netflix, they don't want to pay top dollar for it. Uh, so, and I can understand that. Yeah. Like you want to put the money on your own internal projects. You don't want to pay for other people's projects. Hell yeah. Um, so that makes sense. Um, but I don't think if it went to Netflix, it would work. I think to, to be honest, I think it would be end up on Funimation or it'll end up on somewhere else. Um, but it won't be without a cinema release there'll be cinema release first and then they'll go to the streaming they unless they've got a way to literally gatekeep it like disney's been doing for their films where they you're signed up and then have to pay again i don't think they'd be interested because they need to make that production money back Mm. um but yeah look that we'll know more about that in the next 12 months by the sounds of it but um there's some interesting uh traditional artwork that we're used to seeing um they've got a what is this? The most important point of the new movie. It looks like two villains, actually. One wearing a blue cape, one wearing a red, oh. um, and different angles of them. I and think they're probably like... Fins. They look so, one, yeah, yes. they look like the Galactic Patrol. Kind of. Hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, because like, we've got mm. a special history with Dragon Ball movies, because that's how we met. It is. It's how you and yeah. I met. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, um, Aaron uh, was working at um, the place where my former partner was working, mm. and we organised a big event to go see Dragon Ball Z Broly. And then he came along and I met Aaron there. I was the last to arrive. I arrived just before the movie and then I disappeared right after the movie. <laughs> and Kyle was like, where'd he go? He was like, I wanted like to talk to that like dude. ninja. Pretty much. Well, I mean, he's watched enough Naruto. He knows what he's doing. Exactly. Um, <laughs> beautiful. But that is where we're going to leave the anime news for this episode for the Anime Communique. Um, if you do see anything else, um, you know, let us know in the comments section below. And we, of course, will be putting up the latest anime news as it comes in on social media and over on our Discord. Um, there's plenty coming out at the moment. It's, th- this is normally the case. Like, in just in the lead-up to a new season, there's not much other than the new season stuff. And then after the new season starts, you start hearing about the stuff that's coming out like 6, 12 months away and so on. Um, like that uh, Vampire Cosmonaut series, oh, yeah. which is coming out in October. Like, yeah, what was that we saw the again? trailer for that uh, ages ago. I can't remember. Sorry, um, that's, that's October then. All right, Space Me- It's meant to. It's meant to be October. I'm. I'm literally pulling up ANN right now. They're going to the one place. Vampire, vampire Hunters haven't corrupted. 
anime. Space. Suki to Laika to Nosferatu. Oh, okay. Sorry, you were saying? Oh, I do remember Vlad Love. I have not seen that. Vlad Love? Oh, yeah. Now, can you check that? Because I know that there's a music release for it and stuff like that. And it was was meant to come out. I don't know if it has come out. It's meant to be this year and it's meant to be a comedy. It is airing on D... Oh, wait. Okay, it came out, but it was done as original net anime, therefore no one had streaming rights. Uh, so how do we watch it then? Huh. I'm going to find out. I'm, I'm sh- like, I, It's also unusual because that did the same as, um, what do you call it, uh, Attack on Titan. They started airing it in mid-December and hmm. ended it in early March. Um, I wonder if you can. Yeah, that you can flew watch right. You just got to cast your net out. I really out. wanted to watch that one, and I thought that was what you were talking about. Yeah. Okay, it's on Crunchyroll. It is. It is it? on Crunchyroll. We must have missed that because that, yeah, that that's another vampire sort of thing as well. I might have to look into that one. It's not very highly rated, uh, but that's according to Crunchyroll's user base, so it could be, you know, yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's literally twenty votes, so wow. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Absolutely nobody heard about this. It literally flew uh, it's on a 5.99 on uh, my anime list. From what I remember, there was a bit of a change. Like, because it started off as a dark thing and then turned into a comedy. That's why I'm like really confused with this this particular anime. So I want to go and check it out. Mm. Is this that one there, or are you thinking of the other one where it's like a tall, elegant looking dude? See, this is this is where it's like really confusing. I think it's this one, but I'm, I'm going to look. Was into it that. the Crunchyroll original? No, that was a okay. completely different. Because yeah, that one was terrible. That was, um, terrible. That, that was based off like an R-rated series yes. from the eighties, and then they made it slice of life. Yeah, no, that was oh. bad. It, was it didn't bad. work at all, um, and it just felt awkward because of all the promo work they'd done up to it, as if it was going to be this big mystery thing. But they kept making it slice of life. They'd introduce a difficult element and then take it away and make it slice of life. Tell you what, so- I'm going to watch it and I'll bring it back to you guys in the next episode. Hmm. Cheers. Sounds good. Alrighty. Well, let's get back stuck into our little hot pot episode. Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. We've gone a bit long, as we do when we get together. We tend to talk for long, a lot longer than long we planned. Man. So. Long, long man. <laughs> it's totally not because of the tangents. <laughs> um, okay, reincarnated as a slime. Slime. Aaron, you finally got a chance to watch it. I'm a friendly slime, Pyong. Fafa's looking at us like, what is wrong with you guys? What did you just say? I'm, I'm a friendly slime, Pyong. Pyong. Yeah, bounce. Pyong. Because uh, that's yeah. um yeah B, B does B Pion is uh, Pion yeah Pion. Ah. yeah no, no it's an onomatopoeia because yeah. Japan's like super hot that's what her yeah. name is yeah, yeah that's yeah. What I was like wait why is B's reference come up here <laughs> B no. was so, reincarnated yeah. as a slime so um basically it's a reference to Dragon Quest one I yes. think where it's um the you meet a slime who's a character you can't kill he's a companion and he goes oh. I'm a friendly slime bounce <laughs> or squish yeah. or depending on the translation you want the localization um yeah. and it becomes uh, a phrase which the characters who are otherworlders in Reincarnated as a Slime use with one another to show that they're from the same era. I see. In a way. Which is kind of funny because none of them are slimes until this guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but look, Reincarnated as a Slime, I've been raving about it for a while. It's by 8-Bit Studios. Started in 2018. I've been reading the manga since about, geez, about then. 
since wow. a little before that. Yeah, I think you lent um, me the manga. At that well, time. Val recommended it to me, our yeah. friend in France. So, wow. Um, when she was over here, and she was like, no, no, you will love this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. I like... Same. Um, Emma, my partner, is watching it as well, and she just can't get over how many characters in it she loves. There's so well. The thing is, there's so many characters, but it doesn't feel clustered. It doesn't. It balances them all mm. really nicely, and it almost sort of groups them up so that it feels like it's you've, you've added one character as yeah. opposed to multiple. Yeah, it's the funny thing as well. It's they are there's a simplicity to each of them. You know what they're about. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's too simple. It doesn't feel like they've no. been given nothing. They also seem to get development as well. Yeah. Which there's, is just, amazing. Yeah, there's depth to the characters, but you you know what the characters are straight away. Yeah. Oh, especially uh, one of them in uh, Slime Diaries, the, one of the spin-offs recently, uh, Geld, the uh, orc oh, chieftain. Oh, yeah, Geld's the a good orc. boy. He is the single most wholesome thing in the show. Which you wouldn't yes. expect from an orc. No, you wouldn't. But look, um, for those who haven't watched that time I was reincarnated as a slime. It was a weird time, Kyle. Was, you know, was <laughs> I got better. <laughs> it did. It did it start out life you... in the, uh, the, I believe, in the light novel realm. I'll need to double check on that. But the manga's been running since I think about 2015. Wow. Um, it's been really popular. It has three spin-off mangas. Um, Slime Diaries is only one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also The Ways of Strolling Demon Country, which is basically a rabbit um, de- uh, beast person going through and basically reviewing all of the establishments they've built, like going and trying the candy shop. So, and a going tourist. To, yeah, bingo. She's uh, Rimuru asks her to write a guide for Rimuru for tourists coming. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. That's um, great. Just in case there's confusion there, they named the town Rimuru after Rimuru. Yeah. So it's uh, not right. somebody coming and reviewing let, the slime himself. Let, let's go <laughs> back to the beginning. So um, synopsis. 37-year-old Satoru Mikami is a typical corporate worker who is perfectly content with his monotonous lifestyle in Tokyo other than failing to find a girlfriend even once throughout his life. In the midst of a casual encounter with his colleague, he falls victim to a random assailant on the streets and is stabbed. However, whilst succumbing to his injuries, a peculiar voice echoes in his mind and recites a bunch of commands which the dying man can cannot make sense of. When he regains consciousness, he discovers he was reincarnated as a goop of slime in an unfamiliar realm. In doing so, he acquires newfound skills, notably the power to devour anything and mimic its appearance and abilities. He then stumbles upon the sealed catastrophe-level monster, Storm Dragon Veldora, who has been sealed away for the past 300 years for devastating a town and destroying it, burning it to ashes. Sympathetic to his predicament, Satoru befriends him, promising to assist in destroying the seal. In return, Veldora bestows upon him the name Rimuru Tempest to grant him divine protection. He then encounters goblins, he encounters orcs, he encounters ogres, he encounters it's, lizard he, men. He begins to encounter sort of like the monster races, the things that adventurers go out to kill. Yes. And he sort of brings them together, creates a community, creates a city for all of them. Mm-hmm. And one of his first three rules is don't hurt humans, because mm-hmm. he remembers what it's like being a human. Yes. But it's a series that, when I first started reading, I thought, okay, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And you don't realise how much it's escalated by the end of the first season. Yeah. Like- yeah, it's, you kind of figure it's going to be just another kind of standard isekai, but... Mm. It's that there is an intelligent use of all the resources that are shown. It's mm. everything that is explained has its purpose and its place in the story. And the world building for this all is just 
perfect. I love a good fantasy with good world building. I'm going to kind of diverge a little bit here, but if oh. you like this, you'll like how a realist hero rebuilt a kingdom. Yes, which That's is airing one of the, at the new moment. Ones. Yes, yeah. um, because I'm enjoying it because it's got a lot of the same sort of tones. Like, it's very... It's level-headed and it's... Economics-based. Yeah, it's very sort of like... I'm trying to do better for the land instead of doing better for myself. Mm. Which is great. I like that yeah. idea. So it's the same as, uh, well, not the same as, but Mao Yomu. Uh, Mao, Mao Yu? Mao Yu, yeah. Mao Yu. Uh, it's basically demon hero. Um, oh, okay. It's the the one where basically the demon demon lord lady and the hero team up to do economics to fix the world before the war ends. Ah. It sounds like a really weird concept, but it's really quite cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like th- this is a series, going back to... Slime. Reincarnated as a slime, like it's a series where you love every character. Yes, which I find rare. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also very quaint and charming, while also having its like sort of complexities, but not overdoing it in any area. Mm. It has like, its dumb fan servicey moments as well, but it really doesn't lay does. them on too thick. Mm. No, it doesn't. They have the their f- place f- like have everything you seen else. Slime? No, I tried watching it the first episode and just did not. I don't know. It didn't yeah. really grab me. But the way everyone talks about it is that like... For, so I think something worth noting is the first episode, visually, yeah. very different. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's first episode yeah. is basically the tutorial. you got to give it the three episode, I say. Yeah, that, okay. that first episode really... Um, the visuals... The, the whole idea is when he first reincarnates as a slime, he can't actually see anything. He hasn't got an eyeball or anything like that to sense the world around him. So all those weird animations we see are basically his interpretation of what's happening inside him as his body changes so he learns new skills. And gradually, over the course of that episode, he unlocks more and more. But that first episode is him learning the world and them establishing the world. Mm. And from there, episode two, you get he starts to learn about the world. You start you meet the goblins, you meet the storm wolves, and then it's from there, it just kind of snowballs. And the you second he leaves the more. caves, the game really begins. Yeah. it's The r- dub's actually pretty good, the too. The dub's really good. We'd be, so me and Emma have been watching the dub. I watched the dub. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's a really good dub. And the other thing as well, it's PG, and Season 2 Part 2 starts airing, airing this month. Yeah. Oh, I thought it already started. It's, it's meant to be... It was meant to have started, but it, it doesn't Olympic seem to. Olympic break as well? Pardon? Olympic break? No, no, it's a late start. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I, I thought it was meant to start straight away, but... Because Love Live Superstar is going on an Olympic break for it a is. few weeks. Yeah. Oh. So uh, Love Live Superstar is on break for three weeks. I yep. think we mentioned it on our socials as well because yeah. of the Olympics, along with uh, Butt Detective. <laughs> um, what? Thank you, NHK, for that list of interesting... For some reason, Butt Detective is ranked as one of the most popular shows in Japan. It's a children's show mm-hmm. where the detective has a bum for a face. Perfect. Why? Because Japan. Like, Japan. They, they, so it's their sense of I'm comedy. I'm going to ask the question. When they speak, are they... Fighting? Yeah. I don't know, but I suspect so. It's the type of comedy I would expect. <laughs> Do you reckon he has a potty mouth? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. No, 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 no. <laughs> is he spewing... All right, so it was meant to air from July 6th. We haven't actually seen episodes drop on Anime Lab or anything. 
Uh, well, not anime. We can't. Yeah, nothing yeah. nothing yeah. drops yeah. on Anime Lab. It's all on Funimation and then now. Funimation's only got the dub, but I'm pretty sure Crunchyroll got a couple of episodes because there was some stuff I saw I on there that I didn't find right. on uh, Funimation. Yeah. yeah, I need to have a look because I haven't went searching on um, Crunchyroll for it. I've only looked on Funimation, which was where I'd been watching it. Okay, so yeah, episode four is due out in three days. Crunchyroll and Funimation have the rights in Australia to stream it, but when I've looked at the Funima- Funimation app, it Funimation doesn't have it. Funimation only has the dub. It doesn't. I, have I can't the... even find the dub in my app. Really? Yeah, I, I oh, searched yeah, directly for it. That's because it's it hasn't been dubbed yet. So that, oh. that that's why their first episode's coming out this week. It's because they're, they're only releasing the dub. dub. Yeah. Right. So if you want to watch it subbed, it's on Crunchyroll, and that's up to date. But if you want to watch the dub, it's on Funimation, and it'll take a little while. That makes sense. Yeah, I found another list here, here as well. So uh, if you're watching International uh, for the new one, Annie Plus, uh, AOD in Germany, um, Billy Billy, uh, Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Muse Asia seem to have it um, for this season at least. So that's that's good. Um, definitely check it out. It's worth a look. It's good fun. Um, the characters in it are all really lovable. Um, oh, so I, lovable. I really want to cosplay as um, Benny Maru. Oh, Benny Maru's cool. He's just so cool. <laughs> He's such a cool dude. You are a very brave man. <laughs> I'm a very brave man. I'm going to have to lose weight to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Join me. Join me. Um, now, we're going to we'll, we'll shift gears from that and talk about something that came out in 2017, was animated by Madhouse, and I guess you could call it a political intrigue series. Hmm. It's called Acker 13 Territory Inspection Department. Now, we mentioned this in passing in some of the first episodes of this podcast. Long ago, yeah. Um, and that was because we were waiting for the finale to land. Um, now, I now have finally found where I can watch the finale on Crunchyroll. Um, took hey. me long enough to actually find it. Um, but um, Acker is basically a story of 13 kingdoms that have all agreed to form a, individ- a large kingdom, but all still have their own unique personalities. And it's, about, it's a political intrigue story about who is next in line for the throne. And it seems like there's going to be a coup d'etat. Now, uh, don't get confused when we say that this is like 13 different kingdoms. We're not talking about swords and shields and sorcery and horses. Oh, no, no. This is a very this modern... thoroughly modern. Mm. So, um, Akka is a national body of the Kingdom of Dawa that provides public services to the citizens of the country. It was established as part of the peace settlement between the King of Dawa and the 13 states of the country during a revolt. 100 years later, Dawa is in a period of unprecedented peace due in part to the Akka system. However, rumours of coup d'etat start to surface. Jean Otis, the second in command of the inspection department at Acker, is charged with inspecting all 13 state branches. What will he discover as he performs his audits? It's really good fun. Okay, so I'm going to be fair first to this one. Fafa. Um, is there an Uraraka? Uraraka. I don't think Wonder so. Wonder Egg? Uraraka? Aka, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you um, are, I'm sorry, you were beating you were beating far far to that one, were you? Yes. She wasn't even gonna say Wonder Egg. No, um, actually, she's not too big of a fan of it after, after the finale. The, yeah, but still, there's Aka and Uda Aka. Yeah, I wish there was. <laughs> Me. No, I was just gonna say, I love shows like that. Uh, there's something about the whole kingdom and like politicalness of it and the uniforms that they wear. I'm mm. always really like drawn to stuff like this. For some reason, I haven't watched this myself. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, here's, I'm, I'm here's what the manga volume covers look like. It's Ooh, really beautiful. They're, they're slick, clean. I like it. Very, Sanji got lost I'm, this time. I'm going to say very Hugo Boss. <laughs> does it have a dub? <laughs> it does. Ah. It does. Um, I believe it's a funny dub, actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Excellent. Um, 
Hang on, I'm just going to double check I'm not wrong on that. So for those listening at home, uh, I, I in, might be wrong. As in that's the company name mm-hmm. or it's a comedic dub? I think we should kind of mention that we, when we yep. talk about Funimation this, dub. we talk about three different dub communities. So we yeah. have the Funimation one, which is purely Funimation-based shows, and they're based out of Texas. We have the Sentai as well. They're, they're based out of Texas, but with Sentai, they do bring lots of other actors from Funimation because they're not really based on the union laws and stuff like that. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and same with Funimation technically, but and that's a Texas thing. And yeah. then we've also got the LA Netflix contingent, which is pretty much out of LA. They do all the dubs for them yeah. and stuff like well, that. Well, they're not they're not just Netflix. They're Crunchyroll. They're, they're a Crunchyroll, few yep. Yeah. yeah. So LA basically goes with Crunchyroll and Netflix – very rare would they go with... Um, but I've got to be honest, though. I, I don't think they're tra- drawing from the same pool because the Netflix dubs tend to be awful. Well, okay. So they also tend to get like the secondary Canadian dubs as well, uh, uh, newbies, which is cheaper for Netflix to run that. That makes sense. And there was, a re- there was a controversy before when they actually did that and it was a terrible dub that they had to redub it with actual proper voice actors. From What? Yikes. I can't remember what show it was. It came out probably a year and a half ago. The dub was so bad that they actually had to redo the dub again. Are you talking again. about Neon Genesis? I was just no. about to say that. <laughs> they didn't redub Neon Genesis, unfortunately. With, they think it's uh, yeah, great. It's so with not. Neon Genesis, like the original dub was done by ADV, which is basically yeah. the now is Sentai. So um, ADV went bankrupt yeah. and what emerged from those that Sentai. bought the rights was Sentai. Unfortunately, when Sentai bought the rights to they ADV, lost. they didn't buy the rights for the Neon Genesis Which would have been amazing. Dub, just Oops. the dub. Just the dub and the yeah. translation were a separate package, and that kind of fell into a legal dispute oh. um, between. I think it's involved in like an old Gynax employee. Yes, it was Gynax. Yeah, um, so that became a problem. That's why there's a new dub, and that's how Funny Cop yeah. got the movies because they could. It's a new project, so they could get that straight away. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing as well is that the original dub cast for, um, aside from Ray, the original dub cast for Neon Genesis have reprised their roles in the recent films. Right, that's good. So if they're already, yeah. no, no, it, it, they, yeah, yeah, they've yeah, done yeah, a good yeah. job. But if they were able to do that, they could have just hired them to redub the show. Mm. And they wanted to do it as well. Yeah, they did. They're like, I'll do it again. I know the character so much better now. So I, I will do it. Yeah. Yeah. But no. Well, it'd be like going back and reprising an old role after do like Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Yeah, like yeah. if he went back and did it all again, he'd well he'd do it a lot better because he's got so much depth to the character now and he yeah. fully understands. Yeah, it. imagine if they actually did a movie where they redid Luke Skywalker. Like, imagine if they had continued from Episode Six. Oh, you mean not jumping ahead several years and ignoring many, many other fan universes that have been approved? That would be imagine if they had an extended universe. That would be a terrible idea if they did it without thinking. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, if they, you know, wrote out all those original characters they created an original species. What a what a disaster! No. <laughs> <laughs> it's and also if just was alienated like, a portion and, of our yeah. Audience. And back to the yeah. LA thing, we also have the New York. They used to be the New York dubbers yeah. as well. They are around because they do a lot of the Pokemon and things like that. Still, what, why is there no big sort of New York? dubs team anymore i don't know but they are still doing like i said they mm. still do like pokemon and yeah. the children's so ones. four kids stuff four kids stuff basically yeah. um they don't really touch the mainstream ones anymore like they used to so they'll, they'll kind of like do like pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, that sort of stuff christian freeman will be like you know that's the yeah. new york stuff but um 
you will see them in like a few Netflix dubs and things like that because again it's probably mm. cheaper to get them to do the dubs. Um, I mean, look, let's be honest. With Netflix, that is always the always the, the option. Case. The cost is one of the things that they mm. are always looking at. So if they can get a dub team which is cheaper, Cheap. they're going to take it. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 quantity over quality, unfortunately. Yeah. So th- and I, that's not to say these guys are bad actors either. No, it's like, not. It's it's, just it's often that the issue isn't timing. the voice actor; it's the direction. Yeah. And you know, if you're if you're not given a chance to see a show beforehand, or like uh, an anime, or li- learn about it, or read up on it, and this is what Neon Genesis. Could you imagine if Amanda Lee got that director rights again to redo the dub oh, and stuff like amazing. that? It would have been amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because mm-hmm. they, they went for literal translations this time instead of taking into account And she the knew what to do. Yeah. And that's what makes that dub so much nicer to yeah. listen to. It, it, it does. It does. But we have digressed. We always do. Back to Akka. <laughs> Akka is worth watching. Just I'm just going to leave it at that. I can't say too much about what the plot of it is. You've got your main guy. You've got his sister. You've got his best friend who's a photographer and sort of... I guess almost like a spy. Oh, um, spy! If you were to sell it to me, would like because you know I like the romantic and like that yeah. drama type of thing. All right. What would, so how there's would no, you sell okay, it? Okay, there's no romance. Oh, okay. It, it is. <laughs> it is a story. Bone dry. It is a story of political political intrigue. Okay. Showcasing. Oh, jeez. Here's the thing as well. Like, there is so much entwined in this story uh-huh. that to tell you too much about it would ruin the experience of watching it. Okay. That makes that, this very tricky, doesn't it? It's one of those shows that if you like anything where um, a story is slowly unraveled and you learn more and more about the characters throughout a 12-episode story, which yeah. will then be finished, mm. you'll like this. Okay. Because mm. all the characters are really well-developed. They take time to showcase them. Um, Gene is known as like the, um, uh, the, the cigarette briefcase inspector or something like that because he's one of the few people who still smokes. So say if I was to watch this with my parents who are like, you know, 50, 60 respectively, mm. they would enjoy it. I think they would. I think like I think it fits really well into like your Because political... I'd like to have some shows where I could yeah. watch with them because there's not really many you can sit with your parents and I they'd know. be like... Well, that, that's the other thing. This has no etchy content okay, perfect. at all. Um, it has, yes, I'm saying it right. I've practiced my Japanese, my Nippon. Oh, um, my goodness. I'm, I'm just going to stop. <laughs> it's been You're one of those digging things. a hole. Yeah, digging my hole. Uh, those Japanese just lessons your hole. did not help. Um, now, Rule number one of digging a hole, stop. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, where was I saying? Like... It, for parents, like because we yeah, for, for for parents, like this is a show where there's not a, it's not gratuitous amounts of violence. It's mm. not far too heavy on the um, pl- uh, cultural references for Japan because it's set in a different location. Yeah, it's not too it's not relying on prior understanding of Japanese culture oh, to make good. it work. Um, because it's it's not a fantasy setting. It's not an isekai. It's not a drama set in a school where mm. you've got to understand like how people are going to interact with each other because of the culture. I think we need to do an episode on this because sometimes I would like to watch a show with my parents and I find it very difficult to find. I, I agree. Like anime that's good to watch with parents. Yeah. So. Yuri Camp. Yuri, I'm a parent. Yuri Yuri I approve of no, everything no, no, I've heard in this in episode. In our generation, <laughs> like, sometimes you go and see your parents and they always love watching Netflix. This is their new thing is to yeah. watch Netflix. Yep. And but just... you wouldn't want to make them watch Food Wars. No. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what we're saying. You, you find ones which, which work well for everyone. across ages. Because yeah. I don't want to watch a, a show with the sex scenes or, you know, like that fan content and stuff yeah. like that with parents. No thanks. No, absolutely not. I've got one word for you guys. What? Ghibli. Studio Ghibli. Yeah. But I mean, look, uh, 
everyone trots out Studio Ghibli as a gateway into anime, that. but I think there needs to be other options. We keep holding up Ghibli as the example for how people should like get that. into anime, and I think that's a disservice to all the other animators. I mean, I remember watching Your Lie in April with my mother. Yeah. And that was probably wow. the safest option. But no, because it was like there was nothing yeah. no, no, bad I'm, about that's it. That's great. That's... It's a, it's a great show. It's it is a great show. Yeah. But I mean, like you, you know what I mean. Like I love I love Studio Ghibli, but we need to expand people's brains. Un- <laughs> expand expand brain. your brain. But you know people. what I mean? I'm not a big fan of Ghibli films until like you guys make me watch the films. Yeah. Like I mean, look, th- this is the thing as well. Like everyone immediately just goes, "I'll show them some Ghibli," and it's like Ghibli isn't it's going not, to appeal to every not, audience. That's no. Fair. It's like, Ghibli has a very specific audience, and that's pretty much anyone who's grown up with Disney. Yeah. yeah. If you grew up with Disney, in all likelihood, you will enjoy a Ghibli film because it's got a very. It's that's why they called it Disney of the East because you know it has a lot of similarities and connections to it, and that's that goes back to that original start with Tezka seeing Disney productions like um, what's it called uh, Snow White, for mm. instance, that influenced the Japanese style, and that's how we got anime we have today. So maybe I'm pretty sure we've done this before, but like we need to sort of do a sort of an updated list of sort we, of like we the never entry actually, level. Well, I wouldn't say entry level. I think we need to create a. We need to do an it's episode. It's a genre in its own right. The introductory. Really. Well, no, 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 no. But we, no, we, it's not about introducing people to anime. It's about finding anime that is appropriate to share with your parents. In this case, tricky. And it's, that's what we are saying. Like, it's because, very I mean, hard. You, you could, like Naruto's fine, right? Like Naruto, I can understand parents uh, Shippuden, not original Naruto. Oh, yeah. I can understand parents watching that. But a parent, if you say I've got a series which is five hundred episodes long, they're not going to watch it. No, hmm. they, they've got other things to do. So I, I think something my which is good. Mother constantly saying anime. Oh, is that that Sailor Moon program? It's not because that's what <laughs> well, she I mean, just assumes. I mean, yes, but no. No, like, you know I what want I mean? something like, that they, you know, it's not mm. just magical girls or anything like that. I want. I was actually talking to Kyle about this earlier this week because I had a friend who mm. asked me to introduce them to an anime because. They'd always seen anime, but they were a bit intimidated by it because there's a lot of series that yeah. have like gatekeeping people, oh, or, like they can be overwhelming with the amount of episodes, or like the plots are too convoluted. Yeah. So I hit her with Demon Slayer. Yeah. Okay. And straight off the bat, she's addicted. Straight yeah. off the bat. Nice. And I, I think there are more. I think we need to find like. Because I wouldn't introduce animes. my mum to gate. Definitely. Oh not. No, 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 no. But yeah. you you would consider introducing them to Demon Slayer. Yeah, because maybe. It's, it's it's showcasing a cultural Culture, aspect. Yeah. yeah, that's the um, thing about Demon Slayer is that uh, nothing about it shows anything new. It is practically a celebration of everything you've ever seen in shonen. It is. That's it is. kind of its yeah. like But I mean self. like you know you you've got Demon Slayer. I mean, you wouldn't go and recommend Dororo to every entry level person <sighs> Ooh, for no, instance. No. However, if you have someone who enjoys, you know, Japanese culture, they might be interested in it if they're interested in, you know, like um, the ideas of like the Onis and the folklore. That mm. would be a great introduction mm. point for them. Absolutely. But parents is a difficult one because yeah, ju- just just like with every viewer, the parents are all different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it needs to be anime safe to watch with your parents. Anime yeah. safe to watch with boomers. <laughs> the boomer list. The boomer list. Well, the boomer list. I don't even think, uh, like, how old are my parents? My parents aren't boomers. My parents are Gen Xs. See, my mum's 50-something and dad's in his 60s. So. Uh, but we know that so boomer dad, so isn't an age, it's a mindset. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, see, I, I, I know some of our um, listeners are in like that 45 uh, to 50 bracket and according to the like statistics. And they like some shows, recommendations, uh, and we yeah. really don't... Well, I mean, no, it's, it's not even that. I just I think for them as well, like they know that there are shows that some people in their age bracket aren't going to like. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. If, if you are one of our listeners in that age bracket, please let us know what shows you reckon, like if you were going to show, show anime to your friends, 
ones. Real Man Crybaby. What you would show them. The old one or the new one? Well, actually, no, I would not recommend that. (laughs) So, yeah, for for anyone who is listening who is in that over 40 age bracket, please let us know, like, if over on our Facebook or any of our other social media. We are definitely going to have a nice long discussion of this. Astro Boy. Which one? <laughs> no, like it's th- this is the thing as well. Like a lot of the older stuff was definitely more child orientated mm. because that was the idea behind Lupin Tesco. Would be one. Lu- Lupin oh. would be great, but this oh, yeah. d- it depends what season of Lupin you put them on. Like I would probably start with the movie like uh, how I started. What, yeah. the recent, yeah, the recent one. Oh, Cagliostro. Cagliostro. Oh, Cagliostro. But oh, I mean, yeah, once, once again, that's kind of going down the whole Hayao Miyazaki thing because he directed yeah. that. Yeah, but <laughs> doesn't count. Not wrong studio. We'll just say no with the. Ghibli side of it, but the actual like because I only watched it recently and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So it, I mean, it, it, it's a very good film. Yeah, it is. It's an adventure yeah. kind of a thing. But I think I think finding that it's going to be a case that you need to have something which has mature themes, as in not as in not, chi- not as in not as in mature as in like adult content, but mature as in not as for older audiences. So you'd be looking for anything that is uh Sinan or what's the is it you've got Shoujo and Shoujo, then you've yeah. got Let's have a big long discussion Shoujo. about this I later. I think we need to do an episode Sinan. on this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, we, we definitely will. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone well over that. But Aka thirteen would fit in that category. Perfect. So it can, definitely would. So if you, if you are interested in anything uh, around like, you know, political intrigue, if you watched um the West Wing for instance, you'd like Aka. Maybe a raise would be perfect for a raise would definitely be a good one. For <laughs> you, you know what? We have a show this season that would be up there, Ali. Oh, yeah? Life lessons with Uramichi Oni son. <laughs> if you're jaded with the world and a bit annoyed with it, that's that's your show. If okay. you're tired of working. Oh god, aren't we all? Okay, let's wrap up because I think this is like a two-hour episode. I don't wow. know how we ended up. Oh, this not again. I called it. <laughs> it, it. You did. It's been a while since we've caught up like this. It's because I haven't been here for a while. It is. Well, that is where we're going to leave things for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Next time, it's time for some Sundere anime. As we mentioned last time, we are going to, we pushed it back this episode because we now have someone on board to talk about it who may even have that in their uh, digital name. Um, which is going to be a good one. Very subtle. Um, so we'll hopefully have them joining us uh, if we can line up our schedules. Now, if you have enjoyed what you've heard, wow, you've lasted two hours. Thank you so much. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. That is a marathon. <laughs> Hit that subscribe button. Please join us for future episodes. We'd love to have you on board. We do also have that YouTube edition of this podcast. If you're watching that, drop us a comment and say hi in the description below. Drop us a comment. You can't you mention before. We've got another female presenter now too. We do. Kira Lee. Um, now, Kira Lee has uh, been on two of our episodes before. She has been in a international cosplay competition, which we will be talking about next time we have her on because it's coming up again. Um, and it's uh, yeah, it's it sounds like an incredible experience. I can finally do girls kawaii girls episode again. Yes. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna drag Emma into it as well. Emma would be keen if it's the yes. show she's watched. Now we also have YouTube videos as well. If you are on listening in a podcast app, you can find all the links to everything we're talking about in the description below. Come throw uh, us a like. Yeah, come throw us a like. We could we could really use it. We have those videos <laughs> going up. The next one we'll be looking at Godzilla sing point and it's wacky use of maths i know that sounds weird oh, yeah. but wait until you watch it and see some of the phrases they throw up because i was like that can't be a, that can't be a real thing of no no that would be your they thing. start talking about <laughs> orthogonal diagonalizers oh, I'm, out. I'm out i'm like what on earth is that 
it's uh, a piece of math you use to take a matrix formula and make sense of it. It's yeah, it's what dodging um, bullets? No. Not uh, that Matrix? Not that Matrix, okay. unfortunately. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, if you do want to support the channel, we do also have a Patreon which you can subscribe to. We share extra content, episode outtakes, video extras, and show updates over there. Sharing bits and pieces like live videos when we're doing stuff here and there. And mm-hmm. there'll be more of that coming up in future as well. If you can't afford to support us, it'll be greatly appreciated. Where all the funds that go to that go back into producing the show. So, mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, we're saving up to get ourselves drawn as chibi characters. Yay! Which is going to be hilarious. Cute little babies. Yes, now, uh, also, if you want to get more involved in the Kawaii community, you don't have to spend a cent. You can head over to our social media channels for breaking anime news, memes, and videos. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also on our Discord, which is getting more and more active as we speak. We're having discussions around shows you've missed, ideas for shows that, you know, we should do. I'm sending duck emojis. You're sending a lot of duck emojis. <laughs> I d- You're sending duck pics. Duck. Oh. <laughs> 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 Every day we're out here sending Duck pics. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? No, no, no. I've got a duck pic to show you afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And with that, you've been listening to Kawhi Fi Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, watch some anime! anime.